0: Mayman. I'm Merlin, and we're a gay. And his NB episode forty nine. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of a gay and his NB. We are so excited to be talking to you guys about everything that we are watching this week. Uh, so much Bravo TV stuff in this episode, and we are so excited to bring it to you. But before we do, uh, some quick things to get out of the way. Um, if you are listening to us, whether that be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, be sure to leave a rating or a review. Um, it's so very helpful to us. Whenever you do that, because it helps us get into the algorithm, it helps us get seen by more and more people. So we are always, always so thankful whenever you do leave that rating and review um, wherever you listen. Also, you can follow us across our social media platforms, whether that be on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and Threads. Uh, all at a gay in his NB, um, we're posting stuff there all the time, including clips from the podcast. And just funny memes and and our instant thoughts of things that we're watching. We're live tweeting a little bit more, and that's been fun. So, yeah. So be sure to get our instant thoughts on everything over across our social media platforms. Uh, You can also buy our merchandise over at againismb.threadless.com. We have seven designs out currently uh, that you can get on a variety of different items, including T-shirts and mugs and stickers and various other items. They're really cool. Merlin's designed them, and they're awesome. Uh, great designs! I'm currently wearing uh, one of them right now as we speak, um, and we hope you will too. Over at AgainAsMB. Threadless. Com. Also, uh, if you have any questions, any things that you would like to see on the podcast, etc., uh, you can s- submit them to us across the social media platforms we mentioned, or you can email us at againismb.gmail.com. at gmail. and we may answer it on a future episode of the podcast. Um, yeah, so just give us any anything that's on your mind. Just send it over there. Um, what are we getting into this episode, babe, first off? So, um,
1: well, we're going to talk about this last part of the um, reunion of uh, Real Housewives of Atlanta. Uh, some awkward things going down <laughs> over there. Um, we are going to talk about this uh, trip that uh, Roni is on, uh, continuing. Uh, we're going to talk about Salt Lake City um and we are going to talk about this trip to Mexico that the Orange County girls are on but before we get to any of that there's there's a third person with us today. I
0: know, it's usually just the two of us. We are f- special guests for the first time ever on the podcast and we are so excited about this. Um for those that listen to us, it's a long awaited special guest that we had. Uh you may know her from her podcast She Speaks Bravo where she talks all things Bravo TV as her form of self-care and therapy and also <laughs> her podcast She Speaks It All uh where she talks scripted and non-scripted television as well. We are so excited to finally have her on again as MB. Please welcome Emily Hanks.
2: Yay. Hi, you guys! Thank so, you! That was a great intro. Thank
0: you so much. We, we are so, uh, for the long listeners of this podcast, in, in the short time it's been around, we bring you up all the time <laughs> all the time oh really
2: oh thank you yeah
0: anything we were like oh my god i love what so like we particularly found you like during um the sort of vanderpump rules um oh, okay, stand of all cool. of it all and we okay. like literally we would record the podcast on thursday and i think i feel like you would release it like either that same day or maybe close and then like as soon as we would finish we would pull up your podcast and basically would be like i can't wait to see what like emily and pia have to say and like <laughs> oh. Because I feel like you, Thank you. I feel like you break it down so well, um, in terms of like getting to the you get to the minutia of things. Well, and you make us feel not crazy uh, <laughs> because a lot of the people
1: online were having weird takes, and I was like, no, I'm just gonna <laughs> let's just listen to what Emily and Pia have to say about this because I can't. I these people on Twitter, I can't handle it.
2: I was here, I was, people would comment that a lot. Like people would say, "These the, thank God for this take because other people are saying some wild stuff. I tend to keep kind of like insular in my little, like I stay in mm-hmm. a bubble on social media because if I go seeking out the mm-hmm. ulterior thoughts, I sometimes will lose my mind. So I forget sometimes that other people don't think The way I do, until of course they comment on it and
0: let me know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And and like the different platforms for me as well. I've noticed where it's like yes, like, like like Twitter is one way, and I'm like I feel like I'm more in the Twitter like. Mind of thinking at least, and then I'll pull up like an Instagram like mm-hmm. post and look through comments. I'm like, am I just crazy? <laughs> like,
2: and then TikTok, it's like, the, the, TikTok. like some stuff yeah. doesn't t- t- hit on one thing, and it's all it's it was very confusing.
0: Yeah, yeah, very confusing. But so uh, f- for those that don't listen to your podcast or maybe are all hearing you for the first people time, on Planet
1: Earth, <laughs> sure. it's awesome. Uh, if you don't listen, I listen. wish
0: <laughs> tell us tell us what you what you do over there, what you love to talk about, um, sort of a- everything they can find over there.
2: So She Speaks Bravo is right now I'm covering Orange County, Salt Lake City, Roney, soon to be Southern Charm, which airs tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow. Today's Wednesday. Is that right? <laughs> no, today's Thursday. Okay. So tonight, <laughs> um, and I just, we just wrapped Atlanta. So I do weekly recaps of all those shows that are current that I'm actually watching. And over on my Patreon, I'm covering all the jams. So like mm. old Roney, old Beverly Hills, mm. old VPR, um, but I I started it truly just because I wanted – I had an Instagram account that I was running, and I was like, I need to speak more about this. yeah And it was – I thought no one would listen. Um, I really thought it was more therapeutic for me. Like, my therapist heard me talk about it so much that she was like, can you just – do your podcast already and I have to, because I want, because I want to be like my therapist's favorite. I was like, I will. She gave me a homework assignment, so I will do it. I
1: won therapy.
2: I won. I'm her favorite. She told me, um, I think actually I had a therapist tell me once that I was their favorite. and I think that <laughs> fucked me up for life because now, now I'm not winning until I get my therapist. It's that ego head. That. Yeah, fuck. Um, so, yeah, that's over we're there. But then She Speaks It All is where I'm covering all the non-Bravo stuff that I watch. like And just like that, The Challenge, Jersey Shore, Love Island. And it's the same deal. Weekly recap. Same deal. Overly detailed.
0: Definitely go check – like, your the extensive list that you've said, there are many things, by the way, on on this podcast that we wish we can cover where we have to literally control ourselves and be like, no, we can't do, like, another, like, hour of a podcast. <laughs> we don't have time in our schedule. You cover all of that and you fulfill that – all those voids of, like – anything that we may not cover so be sure to listen to Emily because thank you it, any anything that you're missing she's she's the authority on it she'll be perfect um, <laughs> thank you but uh getting right into Atlanta for this week well oh boy so obviously a lot has been happening in sort of like the discussion of Atlanta where where do you stand on sort of like this season and like what the future holds for the franchise
2: well i really did not enjoy the season um as you you guys know, but uh, for those who don't, I cover it with another really great podcaster, Kendrick Tucker. I was mm-hmm. covering Atlanta, and he became like, "We loved it last season of Atlanta, even though most people were like, "The season's boring." We were like, "No, it's really funny. We really enjoy it." This season, I tried, I tried to like extract all that I could out of the season but i felt it was just horrible producing
0: yeah but that's been our consensus <laughs> like i think like there like the bones are there like it's like some like well i i think you know the default for, for a lot of people say oh cast shake up and i think you know i think that's probably going to happen and 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 is necessary in certain regards but yeah i think like there there was it sucked when it seemed like there was so much there was some at least some material there that just mm-hmm. we weren't getting and like could have been different in the end result. And I I kind of felt the same way about last season too as well. Like you know I was so annoyed at the reunion last season that we they showed that big oh hair the flip.
2: reunion was so bad
0: oh terrible and like they they show that big hair flip in the in the trailer and then we just don't get it and then we just get boring discussions about like Marlo. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like... And then it Marlo's somehow... getting
2: a very favorable edit this past season, too. Yeah. It's,
0: um, <laughs> we, we are not big fans. <laughs> not big fans. <laughs> uh, it's just like... And, and I, I had hopes for Marlo. We, me and Merlin have both talked yeah. about, like, we were very early, like, give Marlo her right. peach. Like, she, you know, she can take it. But, like... I just don't think. I think if we would have just gotten all the elements, like the funny confessionals, the like you know the shady little comments here and there, and and she kind of played maybe background a little bit more this season, it would have been better for her.
1: Hmm. I I think number one they waited too long. I think it, mm. it, had, it was like ten seasons of her being on the show as a friend. That's of, a good come point. On. That's like, a
2: really good point.
1: And then it made her so thirsty. To overperform, totally, and then so it's like part of it is that they did her a disservice, right? right? And though, mm-hmm. and then in turn she did us a disservice, and it's like guys y'all you you had this in the bag and you fumbled and and
2: she didn't she didn't plan on ever telling us like all that stuff we wanted to know the whole time like she was we thought giving her a peach would give us that information Mm -hmm. so like that was what i was hoping for and then she actively avoided it and made it seem like everyone was nuts for accusing her of it and i'm like but you still haven't answered how you have all this money.
1: Mm-hmm. Why is there a chairlift in your house?
2: <laughs> Why is there a chairlift in your house? Dude, who commented? Was that Kenya? Kenya said <laughs> yeah. that on Carlos <laughs> Kings. And, like, Kendrick, my friend Kendrick immediately was like, here it is. There is a fucking chair in the background, though, yeah. of her confessional.
0: Right. It, it's so much that she wanted to For
2: give. it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> she so much wanted to give that sanitized view. Like, Sh- mm-hmm. Show the charity, show, you know, all the nice things I'm doing with, like, you know, with the um, foster care so, stuff. All I'm that. Yeah, it's like – and then we, it, it was so – like, I I just wish there was more realness to her story at the end of the day because I probably – like, I think uh, maybe we don't get the best reputation for it. But I think Housewives fans actually are kind of a forgiving audience in, in certain yeah. regards. Yeah. And would have, like, you know, with how bad it was last season with her, like, getting rid of the nephews, like – I think they could have given her a redemption if they actually played it right. Yeah. Well, I
2: think th- this is the scary thing. I think they thought they did. Yeah. They To me, they handed her all the opportunities. Like, she gets to go on a date with some guy, and she gets to have her little charity, and she gets to kind of be – not like, she had a click. She had a whole, like, team of people this time. Like, Sonya was on the fence last season. This time, she was very much like, I'm a part of the – the charay marlo team right mm-hmm. they gave her everything they could but she just doesn't deliver she's not a kind person
0: no <laughs> but <Bye>. and <laughs> we'll see that this re this episode of the reunion in particular that was my yeah. big takeaway was like with the, and obviously with like the drew centered stuff you know like towards the tail end and especially in this episode i was just kind of annoyed about the willingness for them all to just like dogpile drew oh and like I hated it. and i don't even like drew that much <laughs> like exactly like yes i hated drew her first season i was so over her like she i feel like she got a little more self-aware like with a little more time of her craziness and mm-hmm. like that helped in a certain regard but at this point it's like i can't
1: just sit and watch her get dogpiled on by ralph over and over and over again. And, and at, then all the girls wanted
0: to jump in. And it's like, no. Well, I, I think we'll we get doing? into it. This felt like that whole right side of the... Ca- it felt like a straight-up conspiracy uh, that they really were did. all involved in.
2: hundred percent. In. Like,
0: Sharae and Marlo, and I would argue maybe possibly even Sonya. They, they definitely they, Courtney. They, and definitely Courtney. Yeah. They knew some stuff. And they were trying their best to, like... We talked about it last week. I don't know, Emily, if you've... Have you watched the past...
2: Watch the what? The, the past? past. Okay, the- I tried.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, but like, so like, if you've seen, we won't spoil it, but like the ending and like how everything played out, it was insane to me. That it was
2: everyone saying that it was basically exactly actually, what happened in real life, right?
0: It yeah. felt like the parallels were like well, we like, were seeing it.
1: Look, like, we warned people a few weeks ago when it actually came out that we were going to talk about it this episode. So let's talk about it for a few seconds. Like, Not trying to promote the movie. Yeah, spoiler alert, skip ahead. Like, completely with the SAG-AFTRA and Rider Strikes. Like, we're totally on board with all that. I know Emily is, too. So, like, we're not trying to promote this movie. But we do, like, it relates relates so much to the story this season that you kind of have to talk about it.
0: Yeah, it's a, like, the whole, like, him, like, trying to scheme her way out in this divorce and stuff like that. And... Well, we'll get into like with the tie rumor, like like we said, it's not even the fact that like I, I don't care at the end of the day. I don't care whether she slept with Ty or not. Quite frankly, I'm kind of – I hope she did. <laughs> to be honest. It would make her more interesting. Sure. Well, and we'll, we'll also just, like, Ralph doesn't deserve, like, you know, yeah.
1: any... As many dalliances as he's had. Like, so she dips her toe in the lady pond every once in a while. That is nothing in comparison to what that man's done to her. But it's so clear that
0: it's it's, like... It's so clear that it's based off of what could happen in this divorce and, like, what he could then use against her in the divorce and try to, like, you know, get as much as he can out of it. And I
1: also think that there's some shame around the fact that she's her, – her family is so entrenched in the, in the church, like, there's some yep. internalized homophobia. Even if it's not true, sure. she's so afraid of appearing that way that she's come off homophobic. in in return you know and especially all the like accusations are steeped in that even if that's not what they are meaning to do you know
0: yeah it's Um, it's frustrating it's it's, atlanta
2: tends to do that atlanta tends to veer a little homophobic when they go the you're the gay accusation route they -hmm. they did it with um kim field's husband yep Mm -hmm. and that and i love that because andy was like I'm going to fucking tell you right now this is homophobic. You guys sound homophobic. <laughs> yeah, okay? Yeah, yeah. And they were like, "Oh, sorry." So, yeah, they tend to veer that way. I'm very disappointed in Candy though.
0: Yeah. I am too. I was on the fence. Like like we talked about it last episode that it was like I I can understand Candy's anger towards Drew based off of this whole like pegging her as a liar, you know, set up sort of thing. It's more the like there were a couple times this episode where she really kind of like assisted Ralph in certain moments that I was like, I don't love this. And with how, like, from what I understand, how close Todd and Ralph are. That's what
2: freaks me out, too. I don't like that. And also, Sonya's husband, Ross, and Ralph. Like, they're Mm -hmm. all, like, buddies, and I don't like that.
1: And it echoes, and I think Eamon was talking about this last week, it echoes kind of what they were doing with the whole Phaedra and um, Apollo Apollo thing when he was going to jail, and they were quasi-siding with... With him uh-huh. and it was like the cars were really in the garage icky. and it was mm-hmm. there was a lot of ick
0: around it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's let's get I into like let's get into this episode a little bit. We come back from Courtney and Drew going at it from the tail end of the last episode. And and Courtney having the audacity, as Drew was like telling her, like you're gonna keep <laughs> my son's name out of your mouth, being like by Courtney. making by making their dad seem like a narcissist, buying into your fake storyline, you have single-handedly destroyed your own kids.
2: <laughs> I, I wanted to reach into the I wanted to literally harm her physically. What I I can And maybe Oh, I couldn't believe she said that. And there's other like single-handedly ruined your children, <laughs> you fucking bitch. Oh my god, I hate her. I'm so
1: glad that we have a woman on this podcast at this point cuz I I feel a little icky as like a I I mean, I'm non-binary, hence the name. But, like, I still... Uh, I'm AMAB. Like, I still have some privilege. I look like a man. And, like, I just uh-uh. feel a little icky with us sitting here going, This bitch
0: over here. I, I so when we do, um, like, our clips for the podcast that we put on social media, like, there's... I was like, I love this really clip, but in it, you do call Courtney a Muppet-ass bitch. And, <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, mm. I'm like, oh well, not not
1: enough people listen to us to cancel us, so it's fine.
2: But I think you're accurate. But
0: <laughs> I just, the thing I can't understand, like I cannot stand about Courtney, and it was happening in like the media. She's been doing like interviews on podcasts a lot now and stuff like that. Where I, I know, yeah, her beef with Kenya, particularly about being a mean girl, and and Kenya's not perfect, but like. I don't know how you can portray, like be the arbiter of who or is it who or who is and isn't a mean girl and who is and isn't you know a decent enough person when you're saying shit like that. Mm-hmm. It doesn't like it doesn't compute in my brain. It just makes a, no sense. And then when she follows
2: it up with, "You lied about going to a basketball game," mm-hmm. as if that was like the biggest thing. I'm like, do you want the list from Ralph? Like, girl, how are you so blind?
0: Yeah, I love Drew just being like, okay, and. like what what's the point like like we said we don't i i do not care if she she could have done whatever with ty it really doesn't Mm -hmm. matter to me i I thought it was also interesting drew making the point of saying lean off the vodka lean off the vodka because i kenya was hinting in the carlos king interview being like well we you're not talking about like why you're why you talk sideways or whatever i'm like is that it Mm -hmm. is there something we don't know there um i wouldn't be surprised
2: I think she said something recently, but I didn't read it. She, like I, she claimed that she
0: her. was in, like, a car accident.
2: That's what it was.
0: That's yeah, it was. like, and, I'm, uh maybe. I, but, don't,
2: I don't trust anything that comes out of her mouth.
0: Right. <laughs> I mean, she changes her story so often, too, as well. With everything. I don't even trust that
1: her name's Courtney at this point.
0: In no. the
2: same sentence, she will change, like, remember when, when they're like, you didn't know the cameras were rolling. Because she's like, I didn't say anything about your son. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, You did. You didn't know the cameras were rolling. And she's like, I did. That's right. I meant to say it. I said it multiple times. I'm like, yeah. she You did just this- said. She did didn't it, talk about her son.
0: She did it as early as the ghetto comment with Candy. When Remember yes. when, when Candy confronted her and she was like, I meant it in like a positive way. Like, I, I love know, ghetto right. people.
2: Whoever would mean that in a positive way.
0: Uh, <laughs> um,
2: ever means that in a positive way.
0: Yeah. Andy asked Courtney, um, when did Ralph tell her that he was divorcing Drew? And she's like, well, when he found out about the affair and he had all the evidence. And then Andy like does like follow up questions of like, so when was that? And she's like, I don't remember.
2: Like, He's like oh wait I forgot to go over this timeline with him so yeah. I'm gonna make it vague that's also a lie when she was on speak on it she said that Ralph told her he wanted a divorce almost as soon as they like met right. close
0: yeah 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 like so shut up <laughs> she's the worst she's and the worst. I thought Andy did a good job like it, it was very clear Andy didn't fuck that's with great. Courtney I that's thought great. like in terms of like in, in last episode too he was very much being like so your cousins how and like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I appreciated that. Um, yeah, so <laughs> Drew just in the corner going, "You're disgusting. You look tired. Get some rest." Drew, I thought Drew did a really good job this reunion uh, Drew, overall.
2: Drew did amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Her and, monologues were so oh, they were so good.
0: I mean, three seasons
1: in, I guess that's the time to show up. I
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> Candy talks about how Drew, basically relaying what happened on the set, that Drew made the girl crush comment um, to her to her makeup artist, and that Ty was on set the next day. And like, can the worst part about Candy doing that was they kept cutting to Courtney and her like obnoxious smile that's just like mm-hmm. plastered on her face. It's like. um yeah marlo keeps also making like drew says that like i told ralph that i don't like girls and marlo's like so you said you don't like girls marlo in particular was the big one of like making all the pseudo homophobic comments i think throughout absolutely and like and and it doesn't help when like the first first season she's caught using the f word and denying Uh, it yeah it's like we didn't forget about that yeah
2: we will never forget about that
0: oh my god so andy then asking sharae and marlo what they know about this (laughs) I am done with Sheree going... Done. Oh, my gosh. I so don't want to be in the middle of this, but I was given
1: information... I don't want to be in the middle of this, but here's this thing that I brought with me to plaster myself right in the middle of this conversation. Yeah.
0: On, on your podcast, Emily, I really loved what Kendrick said about how fucked up it is that Sheree is doing this mm-hmm. in terms of all her backstory and history with Bob and, 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 and all the exactly. others. And, and to hug her at that fin in the finale episode when she's in the, com- doing the confessionals and stuff like that and be like, I'm going to be there for you. And then this, there's, well, she is
1: there stabbing her in the back
0: yeah there's yeah. no so loyalty that. i i saw i saw a lot of great tweets that was basically like the, this would never happen on married to medicine like <laughs> like like this the, the the loyalty that they show on married to medicine like i because i i feel like that's gotten like a research i mean it's since it's the new season's coming out soon but like people were sharing the stuff from the the reunion where they get simone and cecil back together and i'm like yes like mariah and heavenly such a thing mariah and heavenly were like hours before like about to fight each other because heavenly drew on her door and, <laughs> and then like they're and then they're tag-teaming cecil to like get the marriage it's like that's that's the shit that's really missing on atlanta they don't yeah. they don't like each other yeah it, it especially
2: the... has no loyalty to anybody she's just panicked that she's not gonna get another season
0: yeah right yeah. And, and well, and that, that'll play, into, I feel like that plays into later with that comment with her and Candy, the sort of shady moment. Um, and then so, uh, Andy gets these text messages from Sheree that, uh, were dropped off at her door. She didn't know who dropped okay. them off. It just happened to, was it Kenya or something being like, they got through the gate?
2: Yeah. That's what I was thinking too. So, okay. Yeah.
0: No, it's either Ralph or Courtney or some combination. I also wanted, uh, Drew kind of talks about it later, but I was like, I wonder, like, what Mimi Faust role is. We don't watch Love in Hip Hop, but like, I, 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 there has to be. I'm wanting to know how that dot connects.
2: Yeah, agreed.
0: Like, is, how is Marlo friends
1: her? with her, or is Courtney like? Has I Courtney you, done PR for someone. You were saying like she, her mm-hmm. background
0: is in like celebrity PR or whatever. So like, why? Not? I think so, or no, Oops. like corporate PR or something, something to that effect.
2: Okay. I didn't
0: even. Re- oh, she's a PR person. Yeah, <laughs> with
1: with this season, she's a PR person.
0: Mm. We
1: uh-huh. also, so we. She also lived in Tampa
0: for a bit. Yeah. <laughs> we we've, we've talked about on the podcast though, like it could. be... I feel like Ralph could be the connection because we've talked about it on the podcast about how I, I I've said I put money on the fact that once this divorce is finalized, maybe even before that, with Drew and Ralph, Ralph is getting with someone else on reality television. He's I mean, going to go, even if it's not on uh, Housewives, it's going to be some, yeah. something. Mm-hmm. Because he cannot get that far from that camera. He's... 100%. He He's very much a camera hog. He's going to be the mm-hmm. essentially the Slade Smiley of Atlanta.
1: Totally agree. Yeah, but I think at least Slade had some modicum of redemption towards the end of his time on the show. And his time since the show. Yeah. Like, I don't know that ralph will ever get
0: that probably not yeah I, I he no 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 um Andy andy's reading the text message and she he says if they're real which we don't know if they are they're very incriminating and did you notice that courtney as he's saying that goes they are and she hasn't even seen them
2: at allegedly least, well You're yeah right. at, at, it's like
0: you gave it away bitch she tells on herself so much she's really bad at it actually um Kenya Kenya being like, are there naked pictures in there or kitty cats? And then, like, looking through them and saying, like, it doesn't show anything incriminating. Kenya being the good friend that she was this episode, which I appreciate.
1: Yeah,
0: um, And it's cool to see, because her and Drew didn't start out on the best page. Totally. When Drew came on. Um, (laughs) But Candy stops her and is like, you're a selective reading girl? Like, really? Like, me and you were texting like that? Like, this long-winded, like, whatever? I'm like, Candy. Like... (laughs) I Just know.
2: leave it alone, Candy. Candy's <laughs> not getting the message.
0: No. And, and, it's cause, and it's clearly because Kenya's been through that, right? She's been yeah. through this divorce. She knows how mud gets slung and, like, you know, any trick that Mark is going to pull out of the playbook, he's going to oh, do. Oh, totally. So it's like I don't want Drew to go through that. Like, yeah. Um, Drew making the comment of, like, you know, Ralph is really good. I've seen Ralph beat the IRS single-handedly, <laughs> which – Can we dive into that? Like,
2: I was like, pal. I don't know if you want to say that either. You were married to him for a period of time. Sure. So I, you, I yeah. hope you don't get in trouble now. Ooh. But yeah. I also like that she made it, made sure to throw that in there. As yeah. Evidence.
1: Yeah, I bet he's gonna get an audit here soon. Oh,
2: I'm sure. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I mean, we still don't know what he does. Do I, was, I was just we about know. to say that. in like tech. Like when he showed that badge. When he was like, I was at a conference. I was like, okay, that was a real tech looking conference well
1: the from from that badge i can gather that he's in like cloud computing oh like he's in like that sort of stuff i have i don't actually know what that means i don't know why i said
2: well i was like mm, yeah, so, yeah it's down. a
1: it's a lot of words to really just mean there's server farms somewhere where people store a bunch of shit and that's all that's really all it is.
0: Oh. <laughs> yeah, um, we go They take a commercial break, and then we so we get everything sort of from backstage. Ralph is getting shaved, and he's he's getting his beard spray painted. Which I'm like, of course he is. I
2: know what the hell was
0: that? <laughs> 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 of course he is. Like uh, he's so what like <laughs> he's so vain. Like let let me look more like a like a uh, uh, lifeless doll and like a robot because he you know when he gets oh, on that gosh. stage like. It's, yeah, it's terrible. Courtney comes into his dressing room. The hug that Courtney gives Ralph. That's I'm not like, a cousin hug. Nope. it's not
2: a cousin hug. That is a side chick hug. That is someone who wants to fuck Ralph.
0: She literally, le- yeah. like, leads the hug with her breasts. Like, she's, like, full, like, sort of, like, you know, and the way the, his hand placement on her hip.
1: It, I- it was gross. It was just gross. Yeah. It will- it was way
2: too familiar. Mm.
0: But then we get the underrated star of the season, which is Allison. Yes! <laughs> Being like, standing right by the door. And then Courtney trying to slam the door on her and be like, you're not going to close Ooh. that door on me, bitch.
2: <laughs> get it, Allison. Get her. Courtney... And then, remember on Speak On It when, when Courtney claimed that they had like pumped Allison full of tequila? Right.
0: Ugh. I What didn't, the fuck? I didn't, I didn't get that sense at all. I, I really did. She seemed real clear-headed. Did you notice yeah. that? Did you notice that Andy was in the background though? That was his dressing yes, room Kendrick, across the hall. Kendrick
2: spotted that. I could not believe it. He was right across from Ralph. Oh, that's amazing.
0: Mm, so perfect. Uh, I, Allison just being like, "Who are you? You're not his cousin." I love that we're just acknowledging it. It really kind of started as like it. I mean, it, in terms of when things were filmed, one thing, but like, like. Just like rumbling on social media about, like, I don't know if Courtney's his cousin, and then to get that confirmation from like people being like, oh, "This yeah. ain't right," yeah, it was really then good
2: when you find out the connection. You're like, "Oh, well," and they so don't. You t- don't even remember each other from childhood.
1: Yeah. yeah, so they and they don't even talk about it on the reunion, but they kind of hint to it that um, Courtney or not Courtney that uh, Drew and Allison had done that road trip. Right to um,
0: North Carolina, North
1: Carolina to Ralph's hometown, and was asking around about her, and nobody knew who the fuck she was. They were like, "Oh yeah, because Cor- of Courtney," and they were like, "We don't know who this is. We've oh, never shit. seen
2: this." Woman I missed our- that. T. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where did that come out? The- Allison was doing some podcasts when she. Oh was- yeah. yeah, 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 and it was like. I, I said it last week. Oh, I love it. They really should. They really fucked this up, this story, because it was mm-hmm. like, they should have just maintained that they've never even had a possibility of meeting before and they found out they were cousins. Like, Courtney saying last week, like, yeah, he's been to my aunt's house when he was like seven or whatever. You shouldn't have said that.
1: But we never met. <laughs> like, he stayed over at my aunt's house, but I wasn't there and we just That's never crossed That's another thing. Paths. I was
2: like so, you were in, like, so you were there and then he was there another time and you guys never crossed paths it makes no sense no
0: sense mm-hmm. um we come back they do a segment on like the sex all the sex talk that happened on the episode on the season um with like peach hub the oh, yeah, like the yeah. porn hub ripoff um and <laughs> asked about uh kenya putting threesomes on the map with uh Twa, and marlo under her breath going what year was that and sonya's shrugging
2: I, okay, I need to go off about that. Do you not understand what putting something on the map means, Marlo? Putting something on the map most likely happened a while ago. So yeah, sure. Ask what year it was. That's how long ago she put it on the map.
1: Also, when did you do something that puts something Ugh. on the map? Also, she's
2: just a hater. That's like, all she is. I,
1: I'm sorry. Lay, Lay archives a uh, storage facility, right? <laughs> you like For rent real, a showroom, like every time you want to be on camera, and that's it. Like it's pretty much. A I U-haul. got I
2: got a targeted ad for like a you know rent the designer co- company, uh. and I was like, so archive, like, yeah. but not. <laughs>
1: well, but even then, have you gone to their website? It literally no. is just a form that says, like, set up a a meeting for an in person. There's no we carry these brands. There's no like we have these garments. There's nothing. It is literally a...
2: It's money laundering. She's money laundering.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly, allegedly, don't sue anyone.
0: (laughs) I love that they made this a top... There was a viewer question about why is everyone acting like Kenya eating ass is a big deal? It's 2023. (laughs) And I'm like... as in the gay and NB diaspora, I'm like this. As homophobic as this re- reunion may be later on, I was like, at least we got that. That was nice. Right. <laughs> that
1: was nice. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: Sh- uh Sheree then like pipes. In- Sharay then asked Candy what the freakiest thing she's ever done. Like, to ch- k- kind of be like, oh, Candy's a freak or whatever. Candy says that she's at least done four, if that counts as an orgy. She's like, I don't know what the rules are. I don't are, know but. that
1: four is an orgy. No. I feel like four is just two couples, right? That's not an orgy. An orgy is yeah, five or Yeah, it's like a more. wife
2: swap almost. Yeah. Essentially, yeah.
0: Um, and then Marlo pipes in, like, as they're having this discussion and just goes, well, I'll tell you, my best sex was from a Gemini, and Andy's a Gemini. And it felt so try-hard.
2: It was... Weird. Oh my god. Like she was just trying
0: like, to like get in and like, you know, I'm here too. Uh that's my frustration. I agreed. So we get to Sonya's story. Um I'll I'll say this she recaps her miscarriage story and it's terrible and 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 tragic and I feel so happy for her that she's got her rainbow baby and and, you know, is is looking amazing and, and is, you know, building her family. That is all amazing. I will preface that by uh, that to then say, uh, I think the Sonia experiment's over. I was done with Sonia this reunion. yeah. I was so over her and, like, I and, – and I was so ready to go into this reunion being like, okay, maybe she can, like, get back on the right track. Like, maybe she can own some stuff and, like, you know – like rebound in a certain way. But the I said it last week, the way she just like runs into the wall of a point always, and just doesn't under like the way she even wouldn't apologize to candy last episode for not defending her. Like, just say you're sorry. Yeah. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, she
2: rides the fence on everything. It,
0: yeah. it's Except like, for
2: Marlo. She's really diehard for Marlo. She'll talk all the shit in the world about Kenya. It's like, I want her to be honest. Like you don't like Kenya. You don't really like candy. You like Marlone and Sheree and that's it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, like, stand for something. Anything. Yes. Like, yeah.
0: just, yeah. Andy asked, like, did you get a lot of support from your friends? And she goes, I did. I do have to say, I was disappointed in you, Kenya. And this was annoying to me, because she, for, at least from what I heard, she it seems like she said, like, I told everyone in, like, a group chat or something, right? And then everyone responded, including Kenya, like, wishing condolences. But she's mad that Kenya didn't do a second step in like sending flour which sure yes but like
1: isn't this the same fucking argument that Marlo had with Candy you didn't send flowers i mean even though candy actually did or not candy kenya called uh 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 she uh, claims she called Sonia. Sonia, i can't remember names today. Um, yeah, she said she called Sonia and Sonia didn't answer. And of course, I'm not going to blow up your phone when you're like recovering from a miscarriage.
0: But they weren't even that good, though. My thing is, like, yeah. they weren't, they didn't have that, you know, they were in a place like through the process of the season where they weren't the closest. I think, you know, Kenya saying, giving her condolences in that group chat was well than enough. I just, I don't know. Yeah. It just seemed like, It seemed like she was looking for a fight. Yeah. And to frame it a certain way. Penny had
2: played it perfectly, though. Oh, yeah. yeah. She monologued her ass right out of that. She She was like. But look at the blessing you have now. And you (laughs) look beautiful. I'm like. Yeah.
1: She was like above reproach. Like, she just like. She was. She like gracefully waded into the waters of bullshit and was like, this is not touching me. No.
0: Yes. And walked
1: out perfectly clean. And it was beautiful. You're
0: so right. It's, it, it, you know, I think Ken, here's the thing. I think Kenya, I, I'm an unapologetic Kenya, unapologetic Kenya Moore, Stan. Okay. Like I, here, when we were, so we binged housewives. I, I had been watching, like I had been off housewives for a couple of years, but I had been watching like the beginning sort of era of housewives. Mm-hmm. And then when COVID happened, I showed, I basically binged everything with Merlin. I was like, you have to watch all this. He forced me. <laughs> it
1: was literally a, well, just watch this one with me. Okay, Uh, well, like, okay, so then we watched, and I literally told him this from the beginning. I was like, no, because if you get me to watch this one, then you're going to try to get me to watch all these other ones, and I really am not interested. And he was like, well, no, I'll just do the one, and then he just kept adding one more until we're watching the whole damn thing, and I'm just... Starting a podcast with him,
0: but can I say who texted me? Who texted me this week? Going, hey, should we watch Winter House? No, <laughs> should we start a new show? Um, but you, like, I was, I prefaced it with him. I'm like, so Kenya's my favorite. You're not going to like her in the beginning. You are absolutely not going to like her. He was it's, correct. It's going to take a while.
1: <laughs> and I got there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um speaking of Ken, she does say that she's planning on adopting now that she's not i love to- it yes i th- i thought that was the right move um there's Put the journey i want to watch there yeah. we
2: go please jesus don't use ralph's embryos oh, okay oh. <laughs> i don't care what the fuck he signed
1: uh-huh
2: he's gonna come what, what did i say he said ralph, said
0: ralph. <laughs> <laughs> De- definitely don't use Ralph's. <laughs> that would don't be worse.
2: worst. Marks. Oh my God. Definitely don't use Ralph's. I, don't use Mark's because he will fucking come after her. Yeah. Ass. I Despite don't care what the, she says
1: the legal protection. He's still going to try to weasel out of it. Yeah. And
2: he will, it will force her to pay more legal bills because mm-hmm. he's going to take her to court. So I'm so glad she's adopting.
0: And, and I said it when there was a confessional, when she was talking about on, on the season with uh, her in Brooklyn and Brooklyn was like, like talking about like wanting someone her age and immediately when she said that I was like go with adoption like that's the like like that's giving you the in to go through that method and not having to like do the go through that legal uh, those legal loophole or um uh, hurdles, hurdles that's the word um and also you know possibly harming yourself like you know that, that's oh, yeah, the, she
2: almost died. I was like, "Girl."
0: Yeah, it's like you don't need to go through all that. Um, Sonia gets basically asked a question about how you know how you call yourself a Ken- friend of Kenya's in one breath when she's helping raise money for your charity, and then you're dragging her a relationship uh, afterwards. Um, and I was so in, so. Sonya's like, when did I do that? And Kenya is basically bringing up the conversation in um where, well Portugal. Um, I keep uh, I keep mixing up the vacation locations across Housewives. Um, me too. Andy's like, you know, you know, ask Kenya like when was she shading? She was like, she and Marlo got together. The thing about Sonia is, I really like Sonia. And as she's talking, Marlo goes, "If she says Marlo one more time, I'm gonna tattoo me on her." I'm like, she's only saying your name. To like cite the scene she's talking about, you're not involved. She's not, shut up. <laughs> Kenya really does. I I I think Marlo truly believes Kenya thinks about her uh-huh. as much as she thinks she does. You're but totally right, she mm-hmm. doesn't. Like it's there's an obsession on Marlo's end that also just gets weird to me. It's like it's the same reason I was overly Serena this season on Beverly Hills. Like there was such a <laughs> like obsessive like you know nature of like how she went after sutton and like just sort of like would not let up and would not hear reason and i get that sense from like marlo as well where it's like just pivot like you know if you're not going to be friends with her that's fine but just like pivot elsewhere Mm -hmm. totally um she kenya talks about how she questions whether sonya can be unbiased and sonya uh, is like well i was just trying to call out a double standard and then kenya's like well then when have you done that with marlo Mm Mm-hmm. Sonia cites the whole, like, LaToya thing and her sending the videos to LaToya. That didn't count. That didn't count. It was so innocuous.
2: It was tiny. It was small. It was like, she was not mad enough. Yeah. (laughs) You didn't really... No, you didn't, okay? It's like, get, get...
0: Get And that was my frustration with Sonya this season. Get mad over the real shit. Get mad at Marlo over the stuff with Candy in the restaurant Get and the shooting. Get mad about like some of the stuff that Marlo said about Brooklyn and, and all that stuff. Like, those are the moments in which Candy and Kenya are talking about and where you're playing the fence becomes annoying. Not like yep. it's like, tiny shit.
2: Yeah, it's big shit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Andy asked Kenya about how she tweeted that Marlo never raised her paddle and had to be shamed to be giving to her bestie. Um, Marlo says that her money was the first one to be deposited. Kenya's like, you know, we were all there. You said, oh, no. And then Sonia goes, you said, I'm going to give you the money. I'm just not raising the paddle for her. And I'm like. Obsession. That's what I'm saying. It's like you couldn't raise a paddle in a charity auction because the person hosting it. Who's not even the owner of the charity. The person hosting it, you don't like? You're that bitter. Also,
1: maybe you were the first person to deposit your money. But the first person to actually raise their hand and donate was Kenya.
0: So like... Yeah, you immediately said (laughs) that. I was like, Kenya was the first one that raised their paddle last time I checked.
1: Like, sure, it wasn't an immediate... Like, it didn't swipe a card somewhere the second she put her paddle in the air. But like, come on. Like, she Mm -hmm. was the first one to do – you just raced her to actually giving the money. Like, come on.
0: Yeah. Sonya talks about then, like, it just seems sometimes, Kenya, that you're calculated and you do stuff that works on camera. And it's a good look – and if it's a good look for you to do that and raise the money, I was like, you asked her to do it. (laughs) And when did she have time to calculate?
1: You asked her day of, pretty much, I think, like day of or like two days before before or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like – she didn't have she had to get a wardrobe together. She had to like all these things.
2: Sonya is the worst. She invites people like whenever she Remember when she did the photo shoot? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She invites people. She doesn't really she doesn't really know how to do it. She doesn't know how to coordinate. She's not very professional on that level.
1: Right. Well, that's why she needs her sister assistant. But yep. she no longer has. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I just didn't understand, like, she's trying to make it seem like, well, Kenya, you're one way to me on camera, and you want to be friends on camera, and then off-camera, you, you're not there for me. But I was like, but Kenya has been honest with you on camera about the issues she has with you, and how she doesn't feel like she can be a full friend to you. Like, you, what she said to you at the Gucci uh, yeah. brunch and all that. Like, she's she's not... She's not fully being one way on camera and then another way off. Like, like she's, she's made pretty it consistent. Very
1: clear that she would be fine with fucking with you, but right now she don't fuck with you. Yeah, basically. Mm-hmm. And then she
2: watched the season and saw that was a pretty smart plan of hers. Cause yeah, you didn't have her back.
0: Um, a viewer question gets asked about can't you know Candy? How can you be mad that people shade you, but you have a YouTube tan- channel to shade them? Two things. One, I was like, didn't we ask this last reunion? Yes. (laughs) I was
2: like, it's so. They could start a YouTube channel. Yes. Anyone can fucking do a YouTube channel. They're just lazy.
1: Also, that's not what Speak On It is about. Speak On It is about giving people a platform to speak without the producers being involved And and like give clarity to something that people saw on camera that maybe. Because like they don't get to self-produce unless you're marlo um you don't get to self-produce a storyline um you know like you just kind of have to take what is given to you once you say your piece on camera right so this is a moment for the girls to step out from between the producer and the audience and actually get to to speak on it that's the whole point
0: it's just giving bitter because i'm like it's giving bitter. <laughs> well, last week when they were like, I think it was Drew was like, well, Candy has this giant following, right? She has like the most, she's the mm-hmm. most famous of all of us. I'm like, but you all are on Real Housewives of Atlanta. You all have major social media followings for the most part. I mean, yes, like Candy probably has the largest, but it's not like you can't tweet or post a video or, you know, clap back on something on social media. But it's, also
1: she earned that shit. Yeah. She has been writing they, amazing music since the 90s like she has a laundry list of accolades
2: get up to her level pisses me off it's like she's been working since she was like 13 okay right like you don't
1: you don't get to be mad because she went fucking platinum in the 90s a million times. Like, <laughs> get on her level or shut the fuck up. Yeah.
2: They always forget what they say, too. Yeah. They always leave out the part that they were super shady. Like, when Marlo and Sheree last season were talking about how she based how Candy, like, slept with everyone yeah. to get where she is. I'm like, that's fucking dirty, you guys. That's gross to say. But they don't care.
0: Sharae just Candy
2: goes, said something. Oh, it's the
0: worst. Sheree just goes with the selective amnesia excuse.
2: She oh, always yeah.
0: does. Yeah. <laughs> then we get a question. Annie reads a question from Sharae from Shandy, Sandy Springs, Georgia. Um, that says Candy you act like you're above everyone and never want to share anything other than your business don't you think you should step down or take a break since you're so busy you hardly show up and don't want to show any of your business that doesn't put you in a good light
2: I'm sorry like Sheree actually wrote that like that was Sheree Whitfield (laughs) she submitted that
0: she I mean she in the time that she the 30 minutes she took to print up those uh, pamphlets yeah she was like, She's let me, like, type let, this me out. let me
2: put this in real quick because honestly, I was like, girl. You know, if you spent the time and
1: effort on all of this bullshit on you know your actual clothing line and your website, then it would be worth a damn. Yeah, but that you don't. Part. That
0: part. I like that Candy was like the idea that like I don't show myself unless I'm in a good light. What about that scene on Candy and the gang where our generator was down and we were like, you know, I I was like, yeah, that's a good that's a good pull, like of like. You've seen me at my worst. Like, you've seen me at, you know, we've done this. Also,
1: showing a restaurant that has a lot of inner turmoil, like, all that stress, it's not great light. Like, the entire existence of Candy and the Gang is kind of showing, hey, this is, like, the dirty background to, you know, a pretty good restaurant. It's the same thing with Uh, Vanderpump, like you see the, you see the nitty gritty happening in the background that you don't see as a patron to the, to the uh, restaurant. And it's like, people don't get that inside scoop, but it's like, it happens at every restaurant. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But this is something that she decided to show you. Like, yeah.
0: Candy with the clapback lineup. I would also have to say, you know, you know the most about taking breaks, (laughs) Sheree. So good, and then Ceray firing back with, "Oh yes, because you guys are a little lackluster, so they always have to bring me back." And I'm like, "Do you realize you got brought back, and now everyone's hated like the last two seasons?" Also,
1: who was it that said that she's basically Bravo's temp worker?
0: Oh yeah yeah yeah. There was like a tweet or something about
1: that. It was it was great. Whoever you are, claim it in the
0: comments. Yeah. <laughs> um you know uh, okay now we get into the marlo candy stuff i was de- i was debating whether i even wanted this on the reunion <laughs> like i Same. was like can I we didn't. forget about this <laughs> honestly
1: um move on the first 6 episodes that i can't get back
2: <laughs> i know
0: it and, and i was like I, it was the first 6 episodes so i guess we should like you know dive into it a little bit
1: It's like a full third of the season holy shit
0: yeah andy asked like how did this become an issue 2 years later and the way marlo goes Andy. like I'm, I hate it. Like,
2: it's so obvious.
0: Uh, How so would belittling. I
2: not have been triggered?
1: Yeah. It's like, to speak down to your boss,
0: what are you doing? Right. Like, right.
1: it's so condescending. That it, man signs your checks, ma'am.
0: Yeah. Like. We were discussing, like, because like, she's like, you know. I, there was a shooting at one of Candy's restaurants, and my nephew, who had worked for Candy at one point in time, was in a separate shooting. How would it Such not reach. Tr- How would it not trigger me? And I'm like, okay, well, trigger. The issue is not even the fact that you were triggered. Like, you can be triggered. I understand. Like, I, I'm sure if you, you know, had a family member who was like a victim of gun violence or whatever, and you saw any shooting on the news or whatever, it would trigger something in you. I, I can, I can understand that. The, wor- the 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 issue is not the trigger. The issue is you then linking one to another.
1: Like that's for some- that's something you deal with with your therapist, right? You <laughs> don't blame then the person that happens to own the restaurant that is listed it's in both so news articles. Yeah. Like she wasn't even in the restaurant. wasn't even involved in the first shooting. It just happens to be that both people worked there. Right. Uh-huh.
2: It's like. Come on, this is... And then the- she starts inventing all this shit that Candy should have done. You right. should have called my sister, sang her a song.
0: <laughs> <When> she said <laughs> to sing, sing her a song. No flowers, no chicken wings. Like, what? I don't... I, I love... Candy just had a sermon being like, I do not know your sister that well. Yeah. And like you could have lit, if it was something that you really wanted, you could have texted me at any point to get me info. Like she was like, I think at one point she was like, you didn't even give me any info on like the funeral service.
1: And the thing is, is she didn't even have to actually directly ask. Like it would have been weird for her to go, hey, can you send my sister flowers? But she could have just texted her and said, hey, if you would like to send flowers for the funeral, this is where you do it. That's so easy. And it's such an easy way to hint, yeah, I would appreciate this. Yeah. And, com- like, communicate. It's not that hard to open your mouth or open a text message and communicate. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. I, I don't – but she wanted the ammo for later. Yeah. And that's why she Completely. did it.
0: Completely. Completely. Um, they asked about Drew's word choice or whatever, and Marlo's basically like, well, they wouldn't watch their words with me if it was about my stuff. Marlo's like, Candy gave Drew a look to stop talking. And – I know for a fact Candy didn't do it because they would have shown it Yeah. because as, as favorable of an edit they have given Marlo this season and the way they've like sort of like even like they, – they have been more than willing to show anything that can refute anything that Candy or Kenya says this reunion or Drew
2: mm-hmm.
0: or, or this season I mean. And like the fact that they didn't have footage of that, I was like – that she's well, pulling that out of her And
1: house. not to mention the fact that Candy has great screw faces. So, like, if she's going to pull one, you're going to get it on camera because it's memeable.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Um, Candy makes a good point about, and I think she said this on Speak on it, which was, like, you know, everyone's saying, like, you know, I tell people not to talk about my stuff. And I was, like, shutting down conversation about the shooting because it was bad for me. But I was the only one bringing up Sheba Sheree. I was the only one like when everyone was talking about it online. So (laughs) um, Candy goes, you know, my stuff wasn't right at the time either, but everyone's got to hold me to the fire. And Marlo, this is where I was. I was Merlin can attest. I was vertical out of my chair. So pissed at Marlo and Sonya because they were gaslighting Candy to her face. Marlo goes, what stuff wasn't going right for you? Bitch, what? (laughs) The stuff we're talking about.
2: We're on the topic. The one that you brought up. That one.
0: And then Candy's like, it was negative for my business. Marla goes, there are a lot of negative things that go on. Who cares? You do. You do. (laughs) You won't shut up
1: about it. So clearly...
0: Yeah. Candy's like, she wanted you all to challenge me on what happened. And Marla goes, I didn't want them to challenge you on anything. (laughs) You literally did. There's a confessional in which you're fully laying out why that you were upset that nobody brings up Candy's shit.
2: She's, there's no arguing with her. She's impossible.
0: Yeah. Um, Candy then goes, you are always jealous of how things go for me. Uh
2: Uh-huh. That's true.
0: And Marla's going like, I like a soft life. I'm going to be honest. She works too much for me which um,
2: is also true cuz yeah. I don't think Marlo really likes to work.
0: Yeah. No. Drew tries to try to like mediate some again sort of and be like, "Look, this should have been Marlo and Candy's issue and then I got dragged into it and Marlo then starts yelling at her and they're battling and Drew's like, "Get a husband and we'll talk about it." And then this is where Marlo goes, "Get a wife," which like uh, <sighs> Yeah. I love Drew's line of, "What you got is a Birkin and some memories, bitch." Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, hey, you cannot discount
0: the stair climber. Yeah. Like that's just, that's, (laughs) she also got that. (laughs) Sonia, Sonia says, look, I think you guys were both taking it the wrong way. And then Candy's screw face that she gives Sonia. And then later, as she's still trying to like lay this out, they cut to Andy just being like, no, keep going. Like, maybe you'll make a point eventually. Like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) uh, he really did try to go, let her cook. Let her. Nope. Nope. It's burning. Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: (laughs) Candy goes, First of all, her story, her whole story changed, and Sonya goes, "The story didn't change." Candy's like, "You know, it started as why can't you say shooting? Why can't you say nothing about her business?" And Sonya goes, "But that was her issue with Drew, not with you." Okay, <sighs> Sonya. She can't be that's dumb. I just she's like, you, like you can't be like you were saying Merlin, like you can't be an Olympic like like gold medalist and be this dumb. Like, I just... I, it's got to be put on, right? Yeah, it's got to be, right? It, or oh, it's just her trying to like figure out a way to be right. It's to me, it's the same logical like you know fallacy with her being like, Courtney wasn't saying you were ghetto. She was just saying people that came to your res- to that restaurant at exactly. your request were ghetto. You're
2: bent. You're bending you're bending all over just to make sure, Candy. It's not your. It's not what you think, Candy. No, Candy, you're wrong. No, she's not. She's right.
0: Yeah, Candy's like, I don't want you. I don't want to argue with you because me and you shouldn't even be arguing arguing about her she Candy's like giving up so he's like you can choose to argue i'm not arguing i hate that is one of my biggest arguing, pet peeves i'm just
1: having a conversation
0: Ugh, i hate people who do that shit Ugh. um andy's like is there a path forward and they're like we'll be cordial and candy goes i will be cordial when we're around each other but if she come at me with the bullshit she's gonna get responded to with the same energy <laughs>
1: That's right, like, she will. It's so great because it's in moments like this where you can really see her mama come through in her. Like, huh. Mama Joyce is coming through <laughs> in these moments, and I'm like, girl, this is great. This is, uh, Mama Joyce is what makes Candy good TV. Not that it's not her in her own self, but the mannerisms and the things that she gets genetically from her mom. Sure, Like, the that stuff is so prevalent in her. And it's such good TV. It's why yeah. Mama Joyce is such good TV. It's just
2: uh, I love it. Yeah. Totally.
0: Um, Ralph then comes out. So now we get to the Drew and Ralph segment. Um uh, Andy asking if Drew and him are communicating under the same roof. And this is where he starts going the do you want to answer? Like what trying look to give that. <laughs> it's like it's so I it's I think you may have said it. Like it's so passive aggressive. And like like it's like he re- he really was trying to make it as though like you know I'm I'm you know I'm the cordial one I'm the one mm-hmm. trying to mediate this mm-hmm. I want to you know and it's like dude we've seen you for three seasons drag her you know drag her name through the mud uh, you know advertently or inadvertently the whole time on the show like well, what gets
1: me about it is this uh, it I will agree with you that it in normal situations I would classify this as passive aggressive but honestly. With the history there, that it doesn't feel passive-aggressive. It feels like a menacing Disney villain. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Like Like letting
2: her, like you want to go first? There's a danger
1: here. Like it feels like there's actual danger here as opposed to passive-aggressive. Like passive-aggressive you could at least like – question whether there's no question here yeah we see the venom it's dripping on the floor watch there get a wet floor sign all of that like it's a problem but like totally totally but that's venomous that is dangerous and this woman is in danger the longer she stays
0: next to that man yeah it is (laughs) dark-sided
2: dark yes it is dark-sided for sure
0: um the, so the packet they're playing the package of her of uh, Drew and Ralph's like stuff this season and then when you see in the corner she already has it she has the peach out and goes do you want to give this to Ralph I know he's this is what he came here for I, re- it, I really wish she wouldn't have done the plum one with Courtney because this would have been way more impactful if she hadn't already exactly
2: and also I feel like that wasn't those weren't the right fruits I don't think that was even yeah. a peach I swear that was a nectarine so whoever she sent to go get her the fruits they were like we don't really. There were no peaches, so we got a plum and a nectarine. It was, was the same okay? person
1: like... that you had print out the the summons for.
0: <laughs> it was like yes! you just fucked up on all accounts
1: today. <laughs> I just cannot.
0: Like you prepare so hard for these reunions for months, and like I don't understand how anyone is fumbling the balls like that at right? this point. It's crazy. Um, Ralph says they're going through mediation, and Annie goes, "Well, that's hopeful." I'm like, "I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. What the fuck does that mean?" I'm what? hopeful that we can get the fuck out of this, yeah, real quick.
2: Hopeful. I'm like, "Did you not hear what he said?" I don't think he was listening. He didn't really hear him.
0: We were saying this last week. There's really not a a complete full acknowledgement that Ralph is abusive, like in terms of the show and in terms of like most of the cast. I think Kenya's the only one. Like totally because like. You know, when when and I don't know why that is. Like, when we see, like, I don't know, like, Lenny on Miami or, like, you know, whatever else, we can acknowledge, like, the show can acknowledge, like, this person is abusive. hmm Like, yeah. you know, I, I it
2: was we- weird to watch them all just avoiding the obvious elephant in the room, which is this man is abusive and lying, and you're all co-signing it right now.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, Drew's like, I'm going to let you have your moment. Take it. Uh, Ralph goes, I don't know what you're doing, doing right now. But, and then Drew goes, I don't know why you're here. And he goes, well, we invited him. And Drew goes, and he was definitely ready to be here. I I was saying this with you. Like, yeah. And yes, I understand. Like as a viewer, I was like, Ralph needs to show up to the reunion. Cause I want to see his ass handed to him. But like there is. Of course he showed up. My other reaction was like, of course he wants his camera time moment. Mm -hmm. Of course he wants the ability to sort of be the... Like, he thinks he's like another housewife at this point. Totally. He's
1: worse than Peter ever dreamed of being. Oh, Mm -hmm. yes. (laughs) Totally.
0: Yeah, Peter Peter laid back enough more than Ralph does. Like...
1: I do kind of wish that we had Nini on at the same time because she would have handed him his ass.
0: Oh yeah, Ralph wouldn't. Ralph wouldn't have made it one season on (laughs) on a Nini cast. Uh, uh. Ralph says, you know, he loves his wife, and the reason he's here is to make sure his kids have the correct representation of who their father is. By and I'm like and I was literally like mm. by denigrating their mother by dragging their mother through you know the mud and and totally it's like you don't portray this as if you're like you know an equal parent we know what you're doing with Courtney we know all like it would not have gotten this messy if you were so focused on reconciling and and making sure that you know you have a healthy family dynamic even through this divorce even like.
1: The ironic thing is that if his kids ever do come back and watch this later, they will get a very clear picture of who he right? is. Because sure it, will. it is not at all, like, ambiguous. It's not subtle. It's, not subtle. No. it's very clear who he is. And yeah. it's, it's like, wow, like, you say that like you're trying to portray a good front, but you're so bad at it. Like, at least Sandoval had us, like, tricked for a Oh my seasons. god.
0: Sandoval's, like, like and, 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 and in terms of reunion performance, like, Sandoval's was not great, but it was better than this, I felt.
1: At least he had the, the um, wherewithal to, like, sit there and act contrite. Like, he acted like he re- was remorseful for all of this Like, bullshit. these are the
0: motions, right? But, like, he, Ralph is just, like, I, I, I've seen politicians with more ability to, like, seem human. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like there's nothing there behind those eyes. <laughs> um, a viewer asked if, if they were happy when they started um, or was you know, the season or was it a front for the cameras? And Drew's like, you know, you know, everyone's gotten a clear view of my marriage from the start. I do believe in the secrecy of marriage and there were a lot of things that I didn't feel needed to be plastered all over the TV. So those things I kept and I protected my husband. And I was like – It's so crazy to see, like like we were saying, like, so crazy to see also the parallels with, like, Scandavall. Like, because I'm like, that sounds just like Ariana.
1: Yeah. Well, it's also crazy to think we, like, there's more? Like, we saw all (laughs) the stuff that we saw, and there is more that you didn't think was good enough to be on camera you thought this is damaging and you didn't hide any of this other stuff (laughs) come on (laughs) yeah i I think you needed to be a little bit more judicious about what you (laughs) what you kept to yourself like some of this didn't need to come out either
0: Mm uh Andy asked Ralph if he was faithful to her, and, and Ralph goes, "It would have come out already." And Andy goes, "That's the not." Hell, the- yeah, I love Andy going. That's not the question. <laughs> but, uh, that's such that's a non-answer. not the
2: question. That's not an answer, you little fucker.
0: It's all. It's all. It's all lawyer speak. Like he's so like. Yeah. Yeah. It's so he's so lawyer trained going into totally, this, which um, is so
2: weird. Like uh, whatever.
0: <laughs> no, no, no. no please.
2: <laughs> it's like he. He's not a lawyer, right?
0: No, I don't think so. he does, doesn't he
2: feel like a cheesy lawyer? Like, if I had to bet money on what he really did, I'd be like, he's like a bat, like an accident attorney or some shit.
1: Yeah. He's like if Erica going through all of the bullshit with her trial. Yeah. If she was smug about it. He's so smug.
2: He is so smug. Oh my God like he's it's, so smug uh,
1: it's disgusting it's, yeah. that's
2: my least favorite quality is smug i hate a smug person
1: because they never deserve it they never earn their smugness. no it's always no one unearned.
2: deserves to be as smug as they are
0: <laughs> drew drew says that she was faithful and then this, this is where ralph goes so what about ty uh, Oh, I, mm. yeah ralph's like first and foremost drew the one thing i don't want to do is go back and forth i just want to you have to have the opportunity to talk that's what that's what a conversation – a conversation is back and forth.
1: You say something, then she says something, then you say uh, – back and forth is talking. It's like, talking. I don't – I don't – I don't understand. You yeah. just want to talk. You don't want
0: to talk.
2: And also, as Kendrick said, how about this? You were in therapy where you were supposedly talking, so you right. could have talked there.
0: Please. Like, like... –
1: Not from the what reunion. Saw, from what we saw of therapy, he wouldn't let her talk there either.
2: Exactly. And he
1: wasn't even talking to her. He was talking to the
0: therapist.
2: That was so weird. It was so so weird. So
0: bizarre. Drew goes, you have to be honest to have a conversation because a few days ago, you came to me apologetic. Don't play in my face because now you have an audience. You've been playing in my face for three years. Don't do it today. Bitch. I love that she's just like, I'm going to lay everything out. And as much as the reputation that Drew gets for being a liar this season, which I understand in certain regards – I thought she had like specific details. I thought she like Ralph was talking in too much vague like vagueness in when he was like throwing things out. And Courtney does that as well. Like Courtney like when she was on like speak on it stuff like that. I'm like she's saying some she's saying words, but she's not really saying anything.
1: Well, and then he has his backup dancers over there next to him on the couch that are like co-signing everything. And it's like He's not saying. They weren't his dancer. <laughs> they weren't, like, he wasn't saying anything. And they were like, yes, he's right. And I'm like, no. Uh-huh. What? What are you talking about? He said Marlo
2: the thing kept with the stuff. kept doing that over and over. She kept being like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Totally. Be- he's making Because good she points. wanted
0: hammer time. Totally. Yeah. Drew's like, you quit marriage counseling because Dr. Ken was holding your feet to the fire. You block Dr. Ken. You get involved with Mimi and try to create this narrative about me. Why? But then you want to protect the kids. It's mm-hmm. like she was. It, she really she nailed his ass. Like it, it. Like again. Like comparing it to Scandaval, Like it was so great in the uh, Pump Rules reunion, seeing Ariana just have everything ready to like counter any like like gaslighting bullshit. And I feel like Drew did such a good job of just being seeing the seeing what he was doing. And and it helps that, like, he's, like, basically already acknowledged on this show that he's a gaslighter.
1: Yeah. Like, he's almost mm-hmm. owned
0: it like a badge of honor. Ugh. Ugh. Um, Ralph then says, like, no, it, you know, your assistant Danny was the one to tell me about the relationship with Ty. Drew says that's a lie, but, like, Candy then starts to confirm it. And I think Marlo as well, which, like, again, it's like, oh, God.
2: But none, of, neither of them heard it firsthand. They heard that he told someone and that person told them. So I'm like. I still don't believe it.
0: Yeah, yeah that, that's fair enough. It's just like, and he's been there for like, I was reading like, like cause I think he's been her assistant for a decent bit. And I, th- I felt like I read something about like, he was also involved in like the whole stuff with Latoya and the prophet from that one season. Like, like behind the scenes, he was the one like, sort of like, you know, spreading that information and stuff like that. So I don't know. Maybe you know, clean house, Drew. If you're like, yeah, you know. I just don't
1: understand keeping messy people like that around. Like, if you got secrets, if you got skeletons in your closet, don't keep people around with the key to that closet. Mm. Like, what are you doing? Oh, good
2: point.
0: <laughs> uh, Drew then pulls out a text uh, to Ralph from a woman. Um, Ralph going, I love that you did that. I love it. Like, just small, big smile. What's that the face. mean? <laughs> it was
1: it was real gross. It. Uh, uh,
0: i love andy well i don't love but andy goes this is from a woman and then they cut to Marlo, and she like oh thank god it's like really like more like sort of underhand homophobia whatever right <laughs> this is from a woman with a big ass and kenya going charade is that you <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it said uh, you're gonna bring me back that dick um, he's like, well, I didn't respond to that text message, you know, and he, she also sent it to you, Drew. It was a catfish. I still don't understand what even he was saying. Cause like, did he send, did, did they send Drew that with the same caption? So is it a text message?
1: Or are they trying to act like it's the same, like, messages that, like, Cecil was getting on Married to Medicine, like, in Instagram? Well, that's that's what
0: I was saying. Like, the, like, it's one thing about, like, a DM... Like, the whole, like, I didn't respond thing, I can understand if it's, like, a DM. They had that whole discussion on Married to Medicine of, like, do you respond and say no? Do you do nothing? Whatever. That's one thing. If this was a personal text message to his phone, I don't give a damn if he responded or not. Where
1: did she get his number? Like... And
2: Drew had more examples she could have shown. She did not even seem flustered when he was like, oh, uh, she sent that to you, too. She was like, oh, no, look, Kenya, here's another one. Like,
0: yeah. don't. Ralph tries to say it's fake, and Drew goes, it's fake? What about the woman whose house you were going over to? And I sat here last season and didn't make mention of it. What? I was like, I needed, like...
2: Give it to me. I need to know what the fuck that's
0: about. I almost kind of wish this reunion was three parts. I'm kind of debate. I'm. A, I'm. A, sometimes I'm like, you know, mm. actually, two was good. Like, mm-hmm. like I think most reunions nowadays can be two parts. To be honest, but I was like, but I need more details about like this stuff.
1: Yeah, I totally. needed her to fully like put everything out there. Like I just Agreed. like he's gonna try to put you. He's going to accuse you of being gay on on camera and put you out there and say you were having this affair. Put all his shit out there. You actually have receipts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, you're going to play with fire. Your ass going to get burned
0: mm-hmm Andy asks what happened in Vegas, and he's like, "This is where he says that oh, it's a wor- it was a work event or whatever." Marlo and Sanya are like, "Did you audition for Magic Mike?" And Ralph goes, "No, Drew made that up." And Drew immediately being like, "Candy, didn't you call John Claude, the producer, and he and he said that he auditioned?"
2: Thank God that's on camera.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah yeah yeah. I, I it was it was so satisfying that she was just like knocking down all these bombs. It was it was perfect. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, Drew's also, Drew then is like, well, he wanted to do it at the end of the day. My insecurities have been coming out over the years because of instances that this man has put me through to go out and have women approach you, text women, text you, your husband leaves and you don't know where he's going. He's gone for days. We try to talk about it in counseling. He leaves counseling. He doesn't feel like he owes me an explanation. He moves out of the bedroom and I'm supposed to just sit here and do what? When is enough enough? Mm. And I'm like, Mm. 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 it was so good like we were saying before like again like if you want to make a scene like scene that Drew and Ty got together fine i can see Drew cheating on Ralph but we are not going to act as though Ralph is this perfect husband there is no way that Ralph is the hero and i love that she just laid out like okay you've literally seen with your own eyes how he's treated me this season
1: like literally the first scene we got from them 3 years yeah. ago was him cheating on her in Tampa now I believe with Courtney. So, like, what? Like, come on. What? We're supposed to believe you over her? And
0: I just don't get... Right? <laughs> yeah. And I just don't get Courtney being like, you know, Drew made him look like a narcissist. It's like, did she make him not hug her at the wellness retreat and hug everyone else around her? Did she make him say that she only deserved a Lunchable at that thing, at uh, their, you know, anniversary dinner or whatever? Did he do all those things? Or, or did Drew make her him do all those things? Like, I just, you can't, like, I'm constantly reminded
1: of this new, the, the song, Blame It on the Edit, that they did <laughs> this last season on Drag, Drag Race. Race. Like, yeah. Why are you mad? You said it. It came out of your mouth. You can't, like, I'm sorry. They didn't AI your face on your body, and, like, that's not what happened.
2: They didn't AI Dr. Ken looking absolutely terrified of you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> So true. That he man was, like,
2: was his eyes were getting wider and wider. He was like, oh,
1: dear. This that, is that man had Dick to go to therapy after that we, therapy.
2: Yeah. No, he did, actually.
0: He did. Drew then brings up that, you know, you sent messages to Sharae's front door. The way that Ralph goes, wait, what? Oh, my God. I was like, come on, dude. He's yeah. like,
2: what, may I see them?
1: <laughs> Give that man an Oscar because
2: Well, it's like the, what's so dumb too is that Courtney already ruined it for you, dude, because she knew it was on them. She uh-huh. wasn't surprised by them. She didn't want to see them. She wasn't like, let me see. No, she already knew it was on them. So don't,
0: Ralph. Yeah. Drew being like, You told me you were getting blowjobs around the world. And the re- the way Ralph goes, like, Drew, doesn't that though you know, how funny does that sound? Doesn't it's that really? And and it's like so, But like that feels so coordinated to me that like he planted that in her mind to where then when she brings – it's so, like it's it's so narcissistic and but crazy. Also, how shitty do you have to be to try to make your wife feel yes.
1: bad right before going on can- – like you literally told her that earlier that day. Like so if it was true or not, you told her. Yeah. You admitted yeah. to saying that to her. So, like, why would you have said that if it wasn't true? It was to get under her skin and upset her. Yeah, so, fuck like, so you, you said, either way.
2: You said that to be a joke? Like, who says that to be a joke? That's cruel. Yeah. So, you're, you're fucked either way, bro.
0: Um, Andy asked Ralph about Courtney. This is where Ralph, I mean, he, he's by far lost me, but this is where he completely lost me. Like, Andy asked Ralph about Courtney's comments about the adoption. And at this point it like Ooh. this this so proves everyone's point about like why the hell are you writing so hard for Courtney? Him being like there's only 3 reasons to adopt, right? Abuse, abandonment and death. Why would I take that from another man who wants to be, you know, Jojo's father wants to be in his life. You know, you know, why would I take that from someone especially a black man? It's like again, like you were saying like Jojo's going to see this one day. And yeah. you have basically raised him as his father mm-hmm. and you just be like well if it doesn't fall under these three categories what's the point that's of adopting bullshit. You?
2: what does that even mean abuse abandonment and death are the only reasons what are you saying well, i mean there's there's
1: a big like discourse about like whether adoption in and of itself is ethical because of like the way that it's so for profit and the way that a lot uh-huh. of times they rip kids out of poor families uh-huh. and put them up for adoption when they could have just helped the family right and kept that mm-hmm. kid with their family so i get that he's trying to uh, use that discourse which uh, is valid as uh, a way to say no i shouldn't have adopted this kid but the whole point is that that kid should have autonomy over like once they're aware enough and have the ability to give consent they should be able to say no i want this is my this person is my parent and he uh, was clear. He wanted, now it was a lapse in judgment, clearly.
0: (laughs) So, thank God.
1: I'm glad he didn't adopt JoJo, but like at the end of the day, that's what JoJo wanted. Right. So, like, you should have gone with the want of the child Mm -hmm. and not the random man that you don't know or give a shit about. Like, yeah
0: and i I said it before it's like the whole the narrative that like she was trying to lock ralph down by adopting josiah what
2: the hell they
0: have other kids (laughs) they have biological kids (laughs) together (laughs) like how does that make any sense uh uh, (laughs) oh wow drew goes ralph doesn't give me a safe space to share my feelings he actually Mm -hmm. says fuck my feelings that's your favorite line uh, which we've, I mean, we've seen it clearly. Mm-hmm. Um, Drew's like, he never has done right by me and acknowledged my feelings. And he goes, are you saying I haven't given you a great life, Drew, which is so classic, like, you know, because I've given you a house and a, and a, you know, uh, you know, I paid for things or whatever that gives me a right to like, you should just shut up. It's like, uh, I'm still confused as to where you're getting your money, but okay. <laughs> sure.
1: <laughs> How are you giving her a life? How, Like explain that one. Mm. Explain. And she's
2: also had a career too. So,
0: right. Yeah, exactly. Drew goes, You talked about my mom. You talked about my dad. You banned my sister. You isolated me. You didn't claim JoJo on your petition. Ralph going, We all banned your sister. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it was for you. I'm sure it was mutual. (laughs) I'm sure. I'm sure Drew didn't put up any fight with that, right? That, you know, Drew did that to keep peace in your home.
1: Because when anything happens, you side with your spouse. Mm -hmm. A a lesson that you
0: never learned because you are constantly siding with other people
2: besides Everyone else.
0: Yeah. She goes, and then you coach your cousin, Courtney. Why would you coach somebody to go against your own wife on this show? And you think I'm supposed to put up with that? And then this is where Mm. Ralph goes, Drew, you're acting right now. And she's fed up and goes, fuck this shit. I'm out. Yeah. The fact that
1: she had the strength to just get up and walk away. Instead of launching across Andy and straggling, yeah. <laughs> I, I just, I don't know how I would have resisted.
0: It's like, really? and for him to be like, you're acting right now. If she is, at least she's doing a better job than you are. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like you're like, like straight to Tubi or whatever. Like, <laughs> like. Freebie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's Terrible. Um. The, Drew is, like, in her um, makeup chair trying to get back together. Allison going, why won't you tell them about the P.I.? And I was, like, I was confused. Everyone thought that, that, from what I was reading, everyone took that as Drew hired a P.I. to get info on Ralph. For some reason, I read it as, and maybe because I watched the pass, <laughs> that Ralph, like, hired a P.I. on Drew? I don't
1: hmm. know, but either way, like... I want to know <laughs> yeah. like, like that. It irritates me. Right. Cause there's so much we don't know in this situation. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's reality TV. You're supposed to put it all out there. Like, that's kind of what you signed up for. And like, I understand like if there's other people that are not on camera, like if you're trying to protect your kids or you're like right. all of that sort of thing, I get that. But this is about the two people that are on camera one of which holds a beach. the other one wishes he did. So, like, and it's already gone
0: needs needs far out enough. there. Like, I it,
2: don't know. I feel like there. this is a legal reason. I feel like she's so in court. That's she's possible. Like, we are not going to release this on camera because I want to surprise his ass. Yeah that's, yeah, yeah,
0: that's a good point. I hadn't thought about you know? that. And that the yeah. like, if they know, like, the evidence might not be like admissible or something. Yeah.
2: yeah, 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 exactly. So, she's probably like, no, save it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Andy asks Ralph how he feels seeing Drew so upset. He goes, "I always want my wife in a good place, and I supported her for a long time. I always uplift her. I'm always supportive." And Andy going, "I don't know if that always reads on camera." I
2: love that <laughs> one. Bitch, what?
0: That's such a polite way to say like you're That's such an shit.
2: Andy response. Andy does a good job with those sorts of responses.
0: Yeah. And this is where Kenya I this is where I was like, oh, thank you, Kenya. Kenya coming to Drew's defense and going, You can't say you're supporting her when she tells you that someone's calling her a bitch and she has a problem with it and you're like, everyone calls you a bitch, so get over it. Like like she was like i love that was my favorite scene from last season was at the, the at that dinner table where kenya and ralph were getting into it and kenya was having drew's back in terms of like how the way you're talking to her is fucked up like i i this is where i'm like there's a loyalty that i'm seeing from kenya that like i really appreciate and like and, and I don't think it's, like, even just for the show. Like, because why would, you, like, if everyone's on the train of just, like, fuck Drew, why wouldn't Kenya also be on it? I think Kenya really, this I is agree. coming from a genuine place. Well, I, I think she
1: just sees her going through so much of the same bullshit that she's been going through with Mark. Like, the same gaslighting, the same, like, just evil, manipulative bullshit. And, like, she's like, I'm not going to watch another woman go through this, especially another black woman. I'm not going to do it.
2: Exactly. What like, yeah. I wish more of them were doing, Candy. Right. I'm looking at you. Yeah, I know. I mean,
1: but the thing is, is Sheree's been through it too. Like, she should also be there. Yeah, like, but I
2: have no faith in Sheree. No, you're you're <laughs> right. But right, I have like, like no faith in Sheree. Sheree
1: won't even accept that Bob was abusive. So, I know. like, I just I can't expect her to really show up for anybody. She doesn't even really show up for her own brand. So, like, come on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> she doesn't, though. Put
1: your decides on your website.
0: It's not that hard. Kenya <laughs> um, going... Can Fashion you going, website,
1: no, web, no uh, fashions. Can, yes.
0: Kenya can you going, you side with her enemies. Courtney has all this information against her. All this stuff she's saying she could have only gotten from you. You're... Cl- you, you, you're um, She's, uh, my notes are fucked up. Anyways, she goes, where's the loyalty? Courtney, or Ralph goes, Courtney came in as my cousin. You know, I'm talking with her. We're building our own relationship. It's interesting that he said. How is that that
2: justifying anything?
0: She came in as my cousin. Exactly.
2: Isn't that a weird way to put it? That's a, it's like she came in as my cousin. What so, do you mean she so that's came how in? Well, she's like you,
1: credited as.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, we just des- we, des- we decided she was going to come in as my cousin. <laughs> yeah.
1: D- that's the role you hired her for. Like exactly what, are, what what's happening?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, she came in as my cousin. Not she is my cousin.
1: Right.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, very then, different. And then it's like, uh, and then the way Courtney fluctuates from like cousin to then cousin in law. That it's like no, like. Plan this out a little better, guys. Come on. I know,
2: right? They didn't. They didn't think anyone would question it.
0: Yeah, she's like, I'm just trying to get you to see things from a different perspective. That's not coming from Drew, but from someone who's lived in a situation like that. And then Ralph going, and how long were you married? Ooh. <laughs> Kenya, and, and this, I, I this I feel is the growth of Kenya of just Kara being like, you didn't have to yep. say that. Yep. Like, like that's you know dismissive. Like, yep. she easily could have just like tore she him. She
2: knew. She was like, "So what? Why are you asking that? Are you going to discredit and devalue what I'm saying? Is yeah. That what you're, is that your point of that question?" Well, and
1: Kenya's been really good at clocking when they are fishing for a reaction out of her and just yeah, giving she them is. Nothing. You're right. She like this season has really been her season where she just sits back and going, "You're not getting that out of me. Like I'm not going there anymore because you're not worth it."
0: Yeah, totally. And there's, oh, and there's power in that, even though it's, I understand the criticism from people being like, well, I need you to be like activated for the show. But it's like, I, I do appreciate the power that comes with that. of just like, but, but I feel
1: like you need, you need that energy, right? You need that energy on TV to show people, number one, it's valid. And totally. number two, that like, cause you've got other people that are going to be like more active. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. But you also expect an emotional growth from someone yeah, after they've been will. on TV for a while <laughs> um you expect that they are no longer the same person that they were their first season and i think kenya has really Kenya's given us it. that
0: yeah I agree. Okay. So then we, (laughs) Drew gets ready for her performance for her new song. Oh dear God. Throw us away. This was, I was mad in the trailer when they showed this because I was like, well, who on production decided this? I I still have that question and it, and it was still really fucked up, but like, (laughs) like somehow was also satisfying at the end of the day. Like, so she starts and she starts the song, and Ralph is on stage still for some reason. She starts the song like with her back to him, and I was like, okay, maybe this will be better. Like, like, like she's not looking at him, like she's like, you know, giving him nothing. And then when they can't, they camera cut back, and now she's just straight singing to his face. I'm like, nope, 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 nope.
1: (laughs) It's so awkward. I did not want to be here for this, but I'm also so glad that I was. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's the, It was the weirdest feeling. I was cringing and cheering at the same time. Like I was like, I can't, but I know I love it, but it's really, really hard. Your natural reaction uh-huh. is like, ah, turn it off.
0: The, yeah. It felt like there were tweets. Like, it felt like something out of a Lifetime movie. Yeah. Like, like, it felt like this wasn't real. Like, <laughs> this is not real life. What is this? What it's is like, this? Why did
2: they make her sing just like right there? This is not like, a TV. They musical. can set up a stage. They could like I don't know, but like let, let her be a little further away. But like suddenly she was just like right next to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they really screwed her.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. And and Ralph's just plain face, like almost staring dead into the camera, <laughs> like just like dead inside. Like that totally. was satisfying. Um, they sort of wrap up, uh, after Ralph leaves and they, uh, they have green wine to toast. Sheree the, giving her like, sort of like, you know, peacemaker speech of being like, you know, you know, I'm not giving up on you guys and I'm still going to try to mend the group. And I love Kenya going, received. <laughs> <laughs> you were half the problem this season, what do you mean yeah that i that was the other big thing where it's like I don't think Sheree as the peacemaker helped no no at all this I think the last two seasons of this show were a great testament to that. It was I think a big mistake getting rid of Cynthia, yeah, uh-huh. but I think she That's also
1: right. like kind of wanted to sure. she was and she has like I think yesterday or today said that there's no. There's no chance of her
0: coming back. She's done. She's done. She's Atlanta. only going to pop
2: in here and there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I get that. And and it's like and and it would be one thing also if Sonya was stronger at being that middle ground and sort of like and that and all that. But Sharae's not going to do it. Well, like and,
1: and I think also because it's uh sorry to go back to Cynthia, it's connected to the downfall of two of her marriages.
0: Right. She's not going to go through another. like Yeah. Like you know. that's
1: a lot. And then she also like almost lost Kenya because of girls trip. Like, come on. Like she's done. She's she's no, I get it.
2: Totally. Totally.
1: Even though I want her back. I love her. <laughs> she's great. Oh, yeah.
2: I, I think she, I think it'd be so fun to have like Cynthia Nini eva like i want like a very expensive cast that they'll never fork up the money
0: for (laughs) (laughs) no and that's my worry about like you know because all the talk about like what they're if they're going to do the full reboot or whatever it seems like a lot of it is also money based (laughs) and and that worries me more than exactly
2: because you know the same level of dollars into atlanta that they do like beverly hills yeah Yeah.
0: you gotta like like they're they're a business at the end of the day like and they're a corporation well sort of um but like you know they're going to cost cut however they can. You know right. they're they they're happy with Roni at the end of the day. The new Roni at the end of the day, even if the ratings aren't as high as they used to be, because like. They're saving money at the end of the day. Well, for
2: the record, the ratings were shit. The very last of the season with yeah, Ebony and all that. So when they people people try to say that, I'm like, uh, they basically didn't do the reunion because it would have cost them more money than they would have made in the ad revenue.
0: Right. Exactly. And it's like the way that like you know, and, and I think there there was some article today about like that. I guess the premiere of Salt Lake was like the most watched premiere. Really? When yeah. when you factor in streaming and all that stuff, and I'm wow. like. And, like, people need to factor in streaming. People don't watch television like they normally do. The ratings don't factor in that same way. Like, it's like, I don't know. We need to, like, recontextualize, I feel like, how we talk about, like, what makes a show successful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, so that was Atlanta for the season. Um, obviously, like we mentioned, big mixed bag. Um, the reunion ended up, I think, being better than I hoped like like, i agree i i was like at least it was better than last year's yeah um and which is a low bar but it's still a bar and they cleared it so it's still a bar (laughs) and they cleared it and we talked about like i'm also just mad too that like like maybe they need like an overhaul and a change but i'm like that jersey reunion was so terrible and the fact that they're doing nothing and just doing the same formula as always i'm like I'm what so the
2: hell was
0: that? We we made the argument on this podcast that that was the worst reunion in Housewives. <laughs> it Ugh. was so exhausting. I'm it still was, tired from the discourse was it three around parts too. Yeah, and, and it was so unnecessary, and and I think like it it was like I think the other frustration with it to go on a bit of a tangent was like if that if that was going to be the end of Teresa and Melissa's story. I was like, this is awful. Like we, like we don't, we don't, we get nothing into like the crux of it and just talk about Louie hiring private investigators and like and being a creep. And all of this
1: window dropped by all these people about things and stories and threads that all happened off camera.
0: And
2: it's like now you're not going to tell us. So we're like, how do you want us to side with you? We don't even know what we're siding with. Yeah.
1: Right. It's just, and then the fact that Twitter is like, <laughs> constantly constantly filled i literally muted the the, jer- the jersey hashtag because i'm so tired it's like i don't I don't need it. I'm I'm like getting like war flashbacks from like <laughs> when the season was airing. Full PTSD. I'm, I'm tired. I don't want to talk about them.
0: There's that, like we get like uh, there was nothing more scarier than when uh, when we post the clips from the podcast on TikTok. We'll get like a little traction here and there because we you know we're fairly new and then we posted one about Jersey at some point and I reopened my phone and it's like like 50 comments in like two hours and I'm like and it's everyone just fighting with people each other mad. yeah, yeah. It's, it, it was like this, this Jersey is too much.
2: fandom is psychotic
1: it's yeah
0: it's crazy but i think that's why they kept the cast the way it was because they're like we spent 10 years on the storyline we can't end it like this yeah it's Maybe. gotta be something else i don't know so that was atlanta uh emily thank you so much for joining us uh where can people find you and listen to your podcast and and just hear what you got to say
2: uh, She Speaks Bravo with Emily Hanks is available everywhere you get your podcasts. I also have a YouTube channel, She Speaks Bravo. And if you want to hear non-Bravo stuff, I have She Speaks It All and both are available available (laughs) i'm also on instagram tiktok and all the places so she speaks bravo is the one for bravo stuff and she speaks it all pod is for the other podcast
0: awesome thank you again so much for being our first guest it was so amazing to have you um yes so we're going to take a quick commercial break and then when we come back we're talking the newest episode of real housewives of new york city don't go anywhere
1: Welcome back to A Gay and a Let's head on down to Anguilla where the Roni girls are apparently on an apology tour on Real Housewives of New York City. So
0: much apologizing this episode.
1: <laughs> which, so much.
0: Which after how much we hated uh, last week, I think it's... I, they should be apologizing to us. <laughs> <laughs> really? At the end of the day, on behalf of Jenna. Um, so we start... They're going to... They're heading out to dinner in Anguilla. Um Uh, they're getting in the Sprinter van, and Aaron goes to Jenna joking, goes, it's like sitting in coach and Jenna going, Oh, then you'll be skilled at that. (laughs) Jenna, I like, we were like, how is Jenna going to handle this? Right? Like, you know, she kind of got beat down a little bit and she could have, you know, easily crumbled last episode. I thought Jenna was on fucking point this whole episode and like, really like didn't back down and in the right moments. And like, was firm yeah in ways that i really appreciated like it, it was really really good to see um as they're driving jessel thinks that she smells pot <laughs> and she's and uh i think it was uber was like oh maybe it's like a skunk or a raccoon or something they are distinctively different <laughs> yeah um and but and um the, the oh jessel asked like the driver like are there any skunks here and he's like no he's like okay that's pot <laughs> good to know um Sai, they're going, they're like, okay, so Sai, what are we doing uh, for this vacation? And she's like, so we're getting like dinner and then we're eating or then we're going to the beach a little bit and then we're eating and then we're going to eat some more. That's my
1: kind of trip.
0: On it, like I, like, I I used to go to Mexico all the time as a kid and like um, for like family vacations. I want to go back so badly as an adult because it's like I wanted to have the ability to just do nothing. Like, like when you're a kid, you're always wanting to sort of like swim or do, you know, I want a vacation where I just lounge and eat and drink and that's it.
1: See, I like vacations where like I get to go see stuff, mm-hmm. but I don't necessarily want activities like the activities are. Let's go to this cool place and have lunch and then let's go to this cool place and maybe shop and then that cool place and let's have dinner like it's food and maybe shopping and perhaps some time at the beach. I'm not a huge beachy person, uh, mainly because I'm not huge on any weather that's above like 72.
0: Sure. But you know, that's just me. Um, they arrive at the restaurant. Uh, Uba says that it reminds her back home, uh, uh and remembers how, you know, you know, our family would, you know, go to bed early because, you know, they didn't have enough oil and like to light these like little lanterns that they have on the, on the tables and stuff like that. um, Jessel asks at one point if she can borrow Jenna's dress and Jessel goes, we'll do a dress swap, not wife swap, dress swap. I'm like, this was such the, like, the way in which (laughs) I love, I love the art on Housewives of maneuvering into a conversation. Like, like we know we have to do this like confrontational thing. How do we get there? Right.
1: Sometimes it's a little shoehorned. But this one felt a little bit more organic.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was very similar in Salt Lake to Heather being like, who hasn't done Special K right in front of Meredith? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I know what you're doing. Um, Uba asked Cy, like, okay, would like, Cy, would you be mad if she made that comment about David? Cy's like, I don't give two fucks. Like, I am not the person to ask about. Like, that wouldn't offend me. Uba Uber, was like, all the girls are saying they don't care and they're liars. Like any woman would care if like that happened to Aaron uh, with her husband, which I guess,
1: I guess I just here's the thing. I think Aaron is right to be up is in the right to be upset, but I think she's taking it way too far, right? Like clearly, that's not what was meant. Like you're you're you are perfectly valid to be upset by that, but like the second that you knew that there was no real intention, it should have been like. Okay, well, can you, like, not do it again, and then we're done?
0: Yeah, and you can – it's also if you start with a conversation about it instead of just coming in immediately hot because then (laughs) –
1: Yeah, when you show up at the event going, I want to ruin this. Yeah, (laughs) because
0: then Bryn's going to put up the defenses, and then it's going to get – and nothing's going to get solved, like, you know. Uh, Bryn goes, I genuinely do want to apologize for saying that your party was boring. I said it because I wanted to hurt you because you were you were accusing me of something that wasn't true. Bryn's like, I never cheated or flirted with someone's husband, let alone a friend. And then Aaron going, I'm just surprised that you're apologizing for the party not being boring, but not, you know, I thought you were going to apologize for the divorce wife swap comments. Like, that was worse. I'm like, can you just accept the apology? Like I'm like. I, I like I do think it's like I don't know. I think it is, you know, I, I would be more mad with the your party was boring comment than you know, this sort of innocuous thing that someone do You
1: mean I spent all that money on this party and it was boring? Like yeah. that to me would be more upsetting, yeah. But like also we we can't expect these women to um have non toxic conversations because if they did they would not be good television. That's
0: fair. And that is
1: the number one thing on their contracts is be good TV. Uh
0: Bryn, though uh, I mean Brin cop, like, is like look I'll admit that it was bad timing or whatever and then she apologizes and Aaron goes thank you and then goes you think those are appropriate jokes to make? I don't I couldn't tell if she said it to Jessel or Brin cuz you couldn't see her face but I was like why are you, like you just got an apology like stop like what? Like, I can't stand a,
1: a, you got an apology and you're going to continue to chew me out about it
0: type person. Yeah.
1: Like, I just, I already apologized. Shut the fuck up. Or I'm taking it
0: back. <laughs> Honestly. I just. I don't give these out easy. <laughs> Jessel's like, you know, look, she was joking and it, I didn't even think you would be upset about it, Aaron. Uba goes, if someone said that to your husband, Jessel, you would be mad. And Jessel goes, it depends on who it is, which I agree with. But also, I think Jessel wouldn't be mad in most situations because, as we know, she hates Povet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, she's not mad about other women being going after Povet, but about Povet spending time in Vietnam, that's an issue.
0: Yeah. Bryn goes, Abe was laughing. He said, like, well, you know, I'm a divorce lawyer, so should I look into it? I'm like, oh, my God, Bryn, stop. Like, you, Like, this is... Like, don't tell her, like, oh, no, Abe, like, you know. Giving previously unknown details here. Uh, that was
1: not necessary.
0: Uh, uh, Aaron's like, you know, I'm allowed to be upset about it. And Bryn goes, and that's why I apologize. And Aaron goes, and I said thank you. <laughs> so aggressive. Like, uh. And then Bryn goes, so I don't get an apology for being accused of something that awful? <laughs> and Aaron goes, I'm supposed to apologize now? You were like, what are you doing, Bren? Like, this is this is where I agree with Aaron. It's like, girl,
1: you, really? Really, Bryn? You you are not owed an apology here. I'm sorry. You're not. You're not.
0: They get into it later where it's like they've kind of acknowledged, like, I don't understand Bryn's thought process on things. And it, it gets more egregious later in this dinner. But um, as as they're about to get into it again, Cy goes, can we order some food to the waiter? And, and Aaron gets so pissed as they're all ordering food. Like, no, let me finish the discussion. Like, you know, let's finish it. And no, then I'm hungry. And Bryn just be like, I want the lobster. Like, <laughs> It's so good. It's like, girl, like, you can have your conversation in order. Like, come on. Um, Cy so goes, how do we kill this? And like, Is uh, like, we got to be done with this. It's got to be over. And Bryn's like, look, hey, like, you know, allow us to talk. We don't need you to referee. And Cy's just like, okay, but I'm over it, though. Like,
1: <laughs> And, like, that was the most relatable thing that Psy's done, but also, like, no. You you can't do that to people.
0: It's annoying on Housewives. I agree with it. And, like, again, it's, like, they're kind of still operating in terms of, like, regular life in certain ways. Because I'm, like, in regular life, I would be the side of being, like, okay, guys, like, we've done this for, like, 10 minutes. Like, stop. Like, you know, whatever. Like, let's move on. But, like, here, when you're side like, trying to, like, I saw a lot of people online being, like, Side, what stop. Like, like let them like don't you telling us not to let fight? Let them
1: fight. Let them fight.
0: <laughs> Aaron says, like, I know you didn't mean it maliciously. And Bryn says, Thank you. That's all I want. Like, I, I yeah. she just wanted acknowledgement of like I wasn't doing it with an intention to like take your husband. Right. And Aaron her confessional, dumbest apology ever. <laughs> And then Bryn going, I never really wanted to hurt Aaron at her kind of boring party. <laughs> <laughs> Again, also with housewife of I love when they take back an apology in the confessional afterwards. Like, it's
1: But, like, like, she's right. All, they had a plate of crackers. No, sorry. It wasn't crackers. It was pigs in a blanket and 80,000 people and 4,000 hours of speeches. Yeah. Like, I don't. No, no. This is boring.
0: Um, Aaron then is like, okay, well I want, you know, you know, are we laying stuff out on the table? Like Jenna and Bryn, can you be done with your stuff? So that we get into the whole Jenna and Bryn issue. Bryn goes, you know, who doesn't prefer business over coach? And I love Jenna going, that's not why I didn't come with you and you know it. <laughs> I was like, ooh, Jenna, like punctuate it with that you know it. Like I loved that. Jenna is like, you know, did you all actually believe, like, I didn't want to fight with you because it was coach? Like, seriously? And Psy goes, I do. And Jenna's like, you can't actually believe that. Psy goes, I think it's a big part of it. No. It. mm -hmm. Based off of what one person told you. I still. Well, but it's not even just that.
1: There was already this preconceived notion. Right. That. Jenna's pretentious. Jenna's pretentious. It's the same. Heather is, it's the same treatment Heather is getting right? Um, on OC. Like, it's like when you approach the situation with the preconceived notion that she's pretentious, you're going to see everything through that lens, and it's going to make sense that way, but y- you can't. You can't do that. That's not how this works. Yeah, no.
0: Um, Jenna's like, you know, nothing. <laughs> I know Jenna and her professor are going, nothing said from having a post-op anesthesia should be held against you. <laughs> like, like, like th- th- this is not fair.
1: <laughs> I also didn't realize that she had just come home and was, like, still partially under anesthesia. Like, sure. I thought it was, like, a couple days later or, so, you know, something like been, that. It might have been. She
0: might have been, like, fudging that a little bit. But I think she... I get her point, like yeah, um, Aaron's like, you know it was oh, this pissed me off, Aaron goes it was coming from like a good place, we wanted you to be a part of it. It was not coming from a good place, there was nothing about how you introduced that that was coming from a good place, no, y'all talk shit about her the entire time before she came to the villa, yeah, I do
1: like if there had been a discussion around around that, you know, around. Well, well, I really wish she had, you know, flown with us because that would—that was such a great experience. Blah blah blah. We got to really bond on the flight, all of that sort of thing, and she really missed out on that. And that's sad, considering the fact that she's not had girlfriend groups like this before. And so she—if she's missing out on opportunities to bond—that seems frustrating for her like yeah. if that had been the conversation then i would believe that but it wasn't it jumped straight to fuck you for being a pretentious bitch and i was like
0: come on right. this is bullshit um uh uh oh uh Cy goes, you exclude yourself and bring goes you give us gifts instead of connecting by the way i love all the gifts keep giving them please
1: <laughs> but also gift giving is like a way to show show love
0: yeah the, exactly like this it's literally a love language literally like it's literally a documented like scientific love language <laughs> come on guys bring going you tell random strangers what your real name is and i have to hear it from Sai. and like i've shared so much with you and i feel like i don't know much about you and this uh and and Sai goes i'm looking at our friend group and it makes me feel like jenna doesn't feel comfortable sharing with us and i'm like because you have not provided an environment for her to share with you. And also, I was so mad when they like they were showing examples of it in the flashbacks of like at the dinner in the Hamptons when she didn't want to talk about her girlfriend that much. I was like, okay, but the rest of that dinner before that, she was sharing about her story. She was sharing about her coming out story. She was sharing about, um, I, I think she was sharing about some of her stuff with her mother.
1: Well, and she was also talking about this skin condition, about how it relates to her, you know, like the the line with the with her uh, eyelashes and yeah. all of that stuff. Like, so she's shared all of this shit with, to them before. They're not listening.
0: Yeah. Or they're just selectively picking. Like, they're selectively picking, like, well, you're a little quiet here, so therefore you must be, you know, not tell us about anything. It's like, it's it's absolutes that are, you know. Yeah,
1: it's like they're sorting everything that she says into Brandingville. And it's like, no, this is actual, like, in fact, I've seen nothing on this show in the way that Jenna presents herself that is like self-branding at all other than like a couple things in the confessional like the time with the girls no not at all
0: no Um, Jenna's trying to explain like you know because they bring up the the situation where she was trying to help the model and she shared the story about her name being Judith she was like you know when someone's like uncomfortable and shaking and like sort of nervous that's what I do like that's my instinct to try to make someone feel more comfortable and bring goes but you're talking about a model crying and shaking in front of you I've cried and shaked in front of you and you didn't tell me your real name was Judith and Jenna is like what? Those two things have nothing to do with each other. And everyone's just like this is where everyone's like Bryn has jumped the fucking shark. To be like as I was crying to, on Thanksgiving about my abuse that I suffered, I wanted you to share a fun fact about how your name is Judith. Like they literally show the in an alternate universe what would have happened and like edited it in that way and it's like are you are you crazy? Like what? It's
1: not a related story. Like, it would be one thing if it was a story that was related. Like, if it was about yeah. loss around the holidays, if it was about, you know, her losing her mom, if it was about some of that sort of stuff. Right. Right? Then I could at least then understand why she would bring that up because that's a related trauma that you can show Bren. Hey, this is something that I've been through as well. Yeah. So you're not alone in this. And you can show that person, I'm listening. I hear you. I'm with you. Her bringing up a random thing about her brother teasing her about her birth name is,
0: what? It's so innocuous, too. Like, it's like, come on. Jussel going, (laughs) Jussel telling Jenna, if you had started talking about yourself in that moment, I would have slapped you. (laughs) Yeah. Jenna's like, thank you. Fuck and like you know i feel like you know she, you i feel like you did open up a lot to me at the apartment and then you took that info and used it against her
1: so you see how that's not the right thing to do everybody's so creative and you we see, see how.
0: and we see the flashback and Jenna literally took out her fake teeth in front of her yeah and it's like now you're still like you were still at the after that fueling the narrative that she doesn't share things yeah that's
1: literally one of the most vulnerable things you can do.
0: Jenna's like, you know, uh, you know, I am guarded from all, you know, the years of you know everything I've been through. But it has nothing to do with you guys, and I apologize if it makes it seem that I don't want to participate. And so I goes, "Realest thing that you've ever said." Oh my god. <laughs> they they then go on with dinner, and then Jenna starts to like tear up, and it's clearly the tearing up where like you're you're trying to like suppress it, and like you know, focus on something else. And Jenna goes, I'm okay. And Aaron goes, you're not. And Jenna goes, I'm fine. And then she like, does like a finger wag. Like, no, no, we're not doing this. (laughs) Britain tells her, I'm sorry. And Jenna goes, it's okay. Um, Jenna says, you know, like opening up is not easy for her. And she tells, like, I, I feel like, again, I feel like she told this story before, maybe not to them, but she's like, you know, when I grew up, the house was really quiet because of my mother's, you know, um, Uh, autism she said again she uses the term Asperger's you've talked on the show that it's not the proper term we had a discussion about like you know yeah I just
1: I think that Jenna has a lot of trauma about her upbringing yeah and she now attributes that to a disorder that she knows as Asperger's um and So I don't think she's involved in a lot of community around it. And if she were, she would know more about how, number one, her mom's version of autism is atypical even within autism. Because you
0: were making the – like because she makes a point like with – she said with Asperger's. Um, you know, there was zero emotion that my mom showed. That's that's a feature. That's the feature of the uh, diagnosis. And you were like, technically not with like that's technically
1: possible, but that's not how most autistic people function. Right. And that doesn't mean that it's not valid or that something that doesn't happen. But like, I. I have not met any other and I am like heavily involved in other autism like mm. related groups on TikTok, Facebook, whatever. And like the the discourse there and the community there does not lead me to believe that that is a common feature. Yeah. Um some people have struggle like identifying their emotions and have uh problems with being able to identify other people's emotions mm-hmm. um and like read other people's emotions um but there are also others who overly feel emotions and become overwhelmed by them right there are people who are overly um empathetic to others emotions and are overwhelmed by other people's uh, strong emotions um, so it's it runs the full gambit, and um, so it's just I, I would love to get her some community on it and get some healing for her around the idea of autism. Because
0: I think it would be healing also for the trauma she experienced as a child probably. But it
1: would also open her up to the idea that she also is very likely autistic. Yeah. And but I don't think that she's in a place right now because of all that trauma that's associated with the disorder. I don't know that she is in a place where she could accept that as anything other than an insult.
0: Right, and so it's 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 a hard um, conversation. Right, um, Brin. I love this from Jenna. Brin's like you know tells Jenna like you know tell us this stuff because like when you when you don't you know we make an ass out of assuming the worst. And I love that Jenna just went. I understand, but don't assume then, just ask. Yep. How about not assume? Give me the benefit of the doubt first. It's like, yes, it's not on Jenna to fucking make sure that you all have all the information, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. If something seems off to you, instead of gossiping around with all the other women, talk to her about it. And I get that that is kind of antithetical to housewives, but like that's also the normal thing to do. Right. Like yeah, it's it's just frustrating. Jenna's you know you know you guys have all been through a lot like I have etc. And then she tells just like you know I haven't heard much really of your story. So Jessel then gets to tell her story of her background. It, it starts really interesting about how her family you know is actually from Africa and then came to England as immigrants. Um, but her father, her grandfather is Indian, hence why her Indian background. But, uh, she, her grandfather moved to India for work, and then that's why her parents were born in Kenya. So it really is kind of like an interesting, like, you know, um, multicultural elements of her, you know, life. But then Jessel keeps going. <laughs> And then we get crossfades, and she starts bringing stuff about, like, her uncle was a photographer, and everyone's just, like, confused and laughing at each other at the table. Saya and her confessor will be like, in 1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. And I was like, you were like, this doesn't seem that bad, but I was like... Maybe it is. I don't know.
1: Right. We don't know exactly what was said, but we do know what they showed us, and what they showed us seemed like pertinent information. Well,
0: I think when she, I can understand if she goes outside of the family tree, like like to like aunts and uncles. And if blah, you're going to start blah.
1: branching, yeah, that's an issue. But it's like, like the fact that her family is from India but several generations back and then they were from Africa but then they're from London and now she's like you you realize that there's some generational trauma there Right. like associated with the fact that there's not a stable like generational home the fact that there's not a single place that you can just go to and that's home like there there's something to be said about that so like I get that and there's like expense also involved in all of that and so I I get it. Like there's there's stuff there. It's just and it if it informs like the later stuff about her coming to New York and joining the fashion industry and all of that stuff, then I'd say it's pertinent information. If it doesn't inform that and it's really just backstory, then maybe leave it out.
0: Yeah uh jessel then goes so at the age of 22 i went to new york you know i thought i would be doing runway shows and i was you know packing boxes my entire life of inter entire year of interning and side going oh you had to pack box unpack boxes so brutal you want to talk about brutal i was selling bras at sears for six dollars an hour that was brutal
1: it's such a sue sylvester moment you
0: had tweeted that like you know, it's very sue sylvester coded (laughs) Uh-huh. um jessel brings up aaron uh and her catering to comment and like she's like well that's why i really kind of took offense to it because you know i had nothing growing up and then <laughs> jenna making the comment, i think it's the british accent just yeah. they're just defaulting to that um aaron goes you don't feel like you're catered to by your parents at all and jessel goes a hundred percent no and then we get the compilation of her like mother helping her with like the kids etc but i mean like i get but like that's
1: kind of what grandparents are for like their grandparents are supposed to be there to help with kids they're supposed to like that's not catering to catering would be if she was paying to put them in school if she was like you know like basically their babysitter all day every day instead of them having to go to like a daycare type thing like that's normal grandparent stuff and i think that we forget that that's what grandparents are supposed to look like right
0: um they end up heading back to the villa in, in the sprinter van over the, so then Uba starts to say uh i forgot how it even came up but Uba's like you know when tsa said do you have anything else i said no just this wop <laughs> and aaron's like i don't get it and everyone's like oh my god aaron like of course, Aaron would be the one not to get it. Uh, For multitude of reasons. We very, ben into. <laughs> very Ben Shapiro coded. Very <laughs> Ben Shapiro coded. Oh, God.
1: Um, that's actually a uh, that's a disorder. Um, I've never seen a wet
0: pussy in my <laughs> life. I love Uba asking, like, Jenna, do you know what it means? And Jenna goes, yeah, it's wet ass pussy. <laughs> like, well, yeah. I mean, and, of course,
1: Jenna knows what a wet ass pussy is. Well,
0: oh, my God. <laughs> Wow. Uh, <laughs> Aaron goes, white or wet? What are you saying? <laughs> Aaron's like, it's, I think it's disgusting. Are you saying wet ass and pussy? Or wet ass? Like, she does not understand jack shit. I, I felt insulted because Jessel in her confessional goes, Aaron listens to ABBA. She's not going to know what WAP is. I'm like, I listen to ABBA. You see,
1: when a person with a vagina is aroused, <laughs> do we have to go to like, like, do I need a like a, a build the science guy type infomercial on wet ass pussy? Are we going to do that high school be, sex? Ad? That would be fire, by the way. Sure. Build I get on that.
0: Um, they wake up the next morning. Oh, my God. Sai is taking photos, uh, which I get it. It's her job. Just something about her bringing that giant selfie stick. Like, I'm like. It's not even that bad. It I isn't. I have one but, of those. I know. But I was just like everything in my being. Maybe it was jealousy. It could be jealousy. <laughs> because that's the dream, right?
1: I mean. So like, have your job be take pictures and put them on Instagram. That's kind of fabulous. I mean, yes, of course. I'm not discounting the fact that her job is difficult. It's difficult enough that she needs an entire team to, like, coordinate all of that stuff. Yeah. But, like... That must be fabulous, right? Like, that has to be amazing.
0: Jessel and uh, Uber are in bed together and they're talking about the night before. Jessel going, If I was Jenna, I would have thrown the beef tartare at people. And Uber going, Brynn is so ridiculous. Like, with this whole, like, and it, it's got a couple times now where I'm like, Brynn, you're like, like, backwards or like, master crafting an argument in terms of, like, you know, why you're upset about something. And I'm yeah. like, Yeah. Uh, it, it that can be a little frustrating. They all go outside for breakfast. Um, Jenna says her confessional, like, have you seen these? Go-? Cause everyone's in like bikinis, right? And Jen, Jenna's still like sort of fully clothed. Jenna's yeah, like, but it's like sheer. Yeah. 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 And it's what makes her comfortable at the end of the day. And that's all that matters. Jenna's like, have you seen these girls? They look insane in a bathing suit. I've not worn shorts since I was in the seventh grade. I'm like, Oh, that's sad. Um, uh, Jenna then gets emotional. I don't even know why she got emotional, but I think everyone assumed it was because of her breakup or whatever that it's like been really hard for her, etc. And then brin just going, "You want to see my boobs? <laughs> really? Like, like Brin gets to the core of it of like what, how to you know brighten Jenna's mood." And Jenna's like, "Yes, absolutely." <laughs> it's like, "Hey, you like titties? You want to
1: see my titties? Those are nice, right?" <laughs>
0: Yeah, <laughs> Bryn gets into this whole discussion about like, you know, the big thing is like, you know, matching your lip color with your nipple or whatever. Like that's the and I'm like, that's a thing. That is a thing. That's been a thing for a while though, right?
1: Well, but it started with, well, I'm saying color match your Yeah,
0: but we're not going to go that cross. I mean, <laughs> I wasn't going to mention, but yeah. Um, Uba, Uba's freaking out over like hair in the food and like, like not just like, oh God, I hate hair in the food, but like doing, she kind of is pulling a Vicky Gummelson.
1: A little bit. With <laughs> the- <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, Jen, Jenna brings up like you know my you know I would be like brushing my hair in the kitchen when I was younger my grandmother would like freak out and like you know be so upset at me Sighs like are you close to her and Jenna's like no she wasn't that nice <laughs> like it was a bad situation like yeah I can remind you guys again I had a terrible home life <laughs> Cy and Jenna though bond though over that and like you know oh you, you know we both I think kind of like overcompensate and like smother our children with love because you know we might not have had that Growing up, and then we get the sort of size backstory with her mother about that she was an alcoholic. Um, that she really sort of shifted, um, when side was 16 and was having to do a lot in terms of sort of like managing her. And it talks about how hard it was to sort of see her morph into someone that she didn't know. And, and it was, it was really as someone you know, I've had a family member who has been through um drug addiction, so it's like. It, it, she really articulated it very well of sort of both, like, what you're witnessing and then also, like, you know, the struggle when it comes to you when you're, you know, underage, sort of, like, having to, like, take on this, like, major sort of responsibility. Yeah. Like it's, it, it, it's a lot. It, and it really fucks with people. Um, and it was good seeing this side of side because it's, like, you know sai has been kind of down with the audience from what I've been seeing online. They they think she's a little too, like, you know, um, full of herself. And it was good to see something that kind of, like, mellowed her in certain ways. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was really sad hearing about how her, you know, her mom died. She had a heart attack, basically, in, like, a park by herself. Um, And she had had to basically be the one to, like, tell the family that, that she was taking the tubes out for her life support. And, like, ugh, fucking awful. Um, terrible, terrible stuff. I don't know. I didn't like this that uh, she talks about like, you know, I have her ashes like in a shopping bag, like in my closet. And they're, they're talking about like, Oh, I think Jessel's asking like, Oh, you know, are you going to do anything with them? Et cetera. I didn't like Jessel and her commercial going, you know, just the fact that they're there and she knows it's there is heartbreaking. I hope it's a Hermes bag or a Chanel bag. You wouldn't want it to be like target or Walmart. I'm but, like, but Jenna's pretentious. Yeah. <laughs> but Jenna, you know, is is all focused on, you know, branding. But also, like, I, I, there was just something weird about it in terms of, like, talking about someone's mother's yeah. ashes. Where I'm like, this isn't the place to do the jokey joke in the confessional.
1: Yeah, it's it was really, like, it was gross. Yeah. I was not happy with that. And Even I, though I do love Jessel, I thought this was completely...
0: I just didn't think... I, I was like, you should have thought that through. Like, it, it seemed like a... Like, she wasn't thinking when she said that, honestly. Yeah. Um, they all get ready to go out. Jessel is FaceTiming Pavit. I love that even though it's through FaceTime, we still get our weekly Jessel Pavit scene. That's hilarious. Yeah. Jessel goes, Pavit, this villa, we have to bring the babies. Actually, probably not the babies, it's a fucking hazard.
1: <laughs> uh yeah.
0: Pavit goes, I might fly with the kids today, and Jessel goes, No, 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 please don't fuck up my piece. <laughs> it's like I I can I called you to say hi now leave me the fuck alone.
1: <laughs> well, I love how she she told him no it's a hazard the second that she turned around and looked at the infinity pool. It's like, yeah, cuz your kids will go right over the edge of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sai <laughs> is uh, spraying sunscreen on friend's ass when oh when they get down to the beach. They all go down to the beach to uh, sort of hang out. And like Brin's like doing her like sexy strip and she fully like spreads her like ass to like I was like okay guys like I I, didn't I thought expect, gay I thought gay people were gross I didn't expect to see this on Housewives like honestly yeah um Aaron uh, is talking to Brin she's like I want to get Dressedel drunk let's get her wasted and I'm like oh. <laughs>
1: That's very OC coded.
0: Yeah, very like I love some people are unearthing, thing like the, like I'm amazed at the people who like, you know, maybe are new housewives fans or what it is being like, "Oh my god, have you seen this scene with Tamara?" like try I'm like, "Yes, we've all seen it." Like yes. we yeah. try to forget about it that <laughs> she tried to get Gretchen naked wasted. Um it's bad. It's really bad. Um and and yet
1: Tamara has the audacity to have the problem with Gretchen anyway.
0: Yeah. Um, They all decide to go topless and do like a topless photo shoot. And Jenna is just like the photographer and just basically like, you know, yeah, I'm going to sit on the sidelines. I'm fine. You know, back here as they like run into the beach naked, basically. Yeah. Um, They all decide to go get lunch now at another beach. Um, Sai so asked Brynn about her dating life and she's like, you know, it's been, I've been trying to keep it really steady. I've been going on three dates a day and they're like, what? She's like, yeah, coffee, drinks, and dinner. I like, I love the, the idea that Brynn has basically taken dating and made it a job. Well, but also like
1: at this point she only needs to pay for her rent because all of her food is taken care of. That's, I mean
0: smart cookie. Like I'll, I'll say that, like, you know, do what you gotta do. Um, Bryn says, you know, yeah, I I do want eventually someone who wants a family. I want to be a mom who was like, you need to freeze your eggs. Yeah. And Bryn's like, yeah, I'm just worried about like the injections. And also it's so expensive. So then Bryn tells this story. She's like, and by the way, like when I went in for the intake, you know, they started educating me like, well, you know, embryos are the best to freeze. And on the intake form, can you just like write down who you'd want to do embryos with? Because they're more viable. They made me say the name. So I'm literally going through my phone, like, and then Aaron and Uba are like talking and they're like, and Aaron's like, You go in to freeze an embryo and they tell you to call someone on the phone? Uba, that's like a weird lie. Well, that's not what she said. It's really not what she said. She's saying – she didn't say – like, Aaron then spins it as if Brynn was saying, the doctors told me, pull out your phone now and find someone to – no, that's not what she said they said. Like, I get like uh – It's like she's not
1: going through her phone and just calling random people going, hey, you want to come come in a cup? Like, that's not what she
0: said. Yeah. Aaron goes, you know, I love you, but I don't believe the story about the embryo thing. And everyone's like, what? Why would she make that up? Like, (laughs) Aaron goes, or Bryn goes, there's a lot of stuff I could lie about, and that's not one of them. And Aaron goes, okay, so I'll find the next one. And Bryn is getting offended. And Aaron, Aaron clearly is just like not registering that this is like you know a not nice thing to say Aaron's like it just sounded like a crazy story and Bryn goes which is why I shared it because it's weird right normal everyday stories are not actually entertaining to tell yeah
1: like yeah you know what um I went to the grocery store and I bought some frozen meals and some chips that's it. That's a story. It's a whole story. <laughs> oh, See God. why we don't tell those stories, Aaron? Yeah. You, you tell the weird ones.
0: Uh, Bryn tells Aaron, like, that's really messed up, Aaron, Like to, for you to say that. And Aaron's just like, God, so sensitive. I was kidding. Gosh, you're so touchy. You
1: have no reason to call someone sensitive <laughs> or touchy after your tirade.
0: When you wouldn't let the fucking bone go of the... Ugh. It's a lot. It's 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 a it's a it's a little too much. But I will say they get in the sprinter and Aaron then immediately apologizes and it's like, I'm sorry that I used the word lie, and Bryn's like, Thank you. They all head back to the villa though, uh, to get ready for the night, but Bryn is telling Cy that, like, you know, I'm really tired and I might sit this one out. Um Can we talk about Bryn um loving to sit in people's
1: bathtubs? Both times she says it does it with Cy and with Aaron. Where she's just Cy like, Cy and Aaron have identical bathrooms. So Bryn comes in to tell Si that she's going to take the the night off, and she literally steps into Si's bathtub and sits down on the side of the bathtub. And then they have that conversation, and Si's like, "Well, you only get this one, so like make it count." Right. And she's like, "Okay, fine." And then she gets up and leaves and goes to talk to Aaron, and immediately walks in, steps into her tub, and sits down. And I'm like.
0: Are you? What is going on? What are we doing? Why? Are- <laughs> it, it was a choice. It was it was a calculated choice, but I don't understand the calculation. <laughs> Bryn of the bathtubs. Like, what's happening? Uh, Bryn t- t- talks to Aaron. She's like, you know, I'm not going out tonight, but I didn't want you to think that it, like it was I was mad at you or anything. Aaron's like, I just feel so bad, and Bryn goes, Don't feel bad. It's okay. And so it's like tearing up. It's like I'm just sensitive. And then like Aaron comes in to hug her, and then like Aaron goes does this look okay? Cause she's like halfway through getting her hair done. And bring goes, it looks bad. It, it really looks like shit. <laughs> and they just wow. start laughing. It, it was cute. It was nice that like this, like fight, like sort of like ended pretty quickly and like, sort of like moved on seemingly. So which I, I do appreciate it about this Rony. Like it was, it, yeah, they, they, they maneuver pretty quickly within the group easily to where like nothing gets too dark and dwelled on. Um, I will say, well, I will say this. So that was the episode, but next week, um, my test that theory, cause that whole thing with Aaron and Uba seems intense and, uh, yeah. and, and really fucking like, you know, I, I need to know what happens to where you, you just snatch sunglasses off of someone's face. Like, yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot. Yeah. But we'll find out next week. So that'll be exciting. Um, let's now move into real housewives of Salt Lake city. Um, great episode. We as we get ready for this Palm Springs trip, like
1: I just they they just keep delivering. Yeah, like, I just like I'm waiting for them to trip, and I don't think they're gonna do it.
0: Yeah, it's a good cast, and I think. You know, Mary being back was kind of the secret sauce that needed to like get back into the recipe, and then like I'm loving Monica. I, 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 there there was a lot of great stuff this episode. Before we get into the actual episode, though, um, can we talk about these taglines?
1: Yes, they were
0: great. (laughs) I thought this was the most saw- – I so the ones I, I kind of noted, I – Lisa Barlow has been killing the fucking taglines like lately because I love her just like deadpanned like sort of delivery of them. I'm on a mission to serve Lisa and I love that for myself.
1: <laughs> what I found irritating, I I didn't actually enjoy um, Meredith's
0: oh the in a town full of dirty lies everyone can use a bath it's like girl you took a
1: stupid little fight that i dear god i hope it doesn't last all season
0: it doesn't seem like from the
1: first episode and made it your entire tagline
0: girl that was an interesting choice um, I liked Heather's. I own a beauty empire, so I don't need any of your lip service.
1: Yeah, that was good.
0: And Angie, as much as she's hammering this Greek narrative like over and over again, which I'm like, I don't think this is – this can't be the most interesting part about you. Like, yeah. But I love her going, I may be Greek, but don't expect an olive branch from me. That was a good line. That was a good line. Um, okay. So then we head into the episode. Um, we start with Lisa and Meredith going on their walk and the this look that meredith is wearing for her walk the blue like shiny pants with the fur jacket and then the heel lisa literally going i thought we were going on a walk like what yeah like that don't make any sense meredith makes some choices um and that is consistent Um, when it comes to her fashion, I think we talked last week about like whether what Meredith was doing was like knowledgeable camp or not. Like, and I'm I I
1: think it's camp. I just don't know if she knows it's camp.
0: Yeah. Uh, well we, we won't spoil it, but also for the preview from next week, the line delivery that she's been doing lately. I can't, there is no way she's not acting. It's like, uh, so good. I'm acting. Ha ha. (laughs) That's what she sounded like. Um, Lisa says that you know her and Meredith haven't had a one-on-one productive conversation in two years now, so you know she's you know going into this with you know the best mind possible. Um, Meredith asks how Jack's doing and how you know college you know is going, and Lisa's like, "Well, he's you know we're changing plans. He's going to be deferring." Um, I love Lisa going. Another friend just got called to Milan and I said, Oh my God, that would be amazing. And Jack said, Mom, it's not a shopping trap. <laughs> Can you imagine Lisa on a mission? Like, no. like doing door to door? Like, absolutely not. Hi, would you like to hear the word of Jesus? Oh my God, I love that ring. Oh my God. Oh my God, that jacket's so cute. Ugh, it would be a mess. Absolutely not. Meredith, like, you know, I. Meredith and Lisa then start getting into their stuff. She's like, I think we both made mistakes. You know, I have regrets, and I I think we're both sorry. Lisa's like, you know, I don't want to go backwards with friendships. Lisa in her confessional going, I grew up in New York. I'm not a very trusting person. If I were to list and order the people I trust, it would definitely be anyone that signed an NDA, my husband, all of our lawyers because they're bound by law.
1: I love how... The NDA people came before her husband. Yeah.
0: It's. <laughs> I just. I mean, okay. I get it. It's legal. But also, like, she sandwiched the husband in between two people who have, like, legally binding. I guess a marriage is legally binding in a way. <laughs> but, like.
1: Yeah, but the honesty is not legally binding.
0: I also love the people online who were very pissed when she, she. Her going. I grew up in New York. I'm not a very trusting person. It's And I love everyone being like. She was from Schenectady. Like, like I hate people who are like, I'm from New York and they're like in like, they're not actually from New York city. And they use that as like the way to act as though they're from like the but tough she, streets in New York city. But she never actually said that. She, I, I have an, Oh, there's not a lot of trusting people in Schenectady. Why, why can't I say that? It's, well, it's, it's cause it's Schenectady. <laughs> it's, yeah. you know, that you know the name. It's fine.
1: But, She never even insinuated that she was from New York City. People from New York City do not own the state of New York. You do not get to say that no one gets to say that they're from New York because that means New York City. No, bitch. That means the state of New York. You know, the state that existed, the territory that existed before the city, you know, that. Yeah. That's more important. Sorry. Than the state in which your city resides. Right.
0: Um, Lisa is like, well, I'll make a ma- I'll make an exception for Meredith. I'm not going to look backwards. I'm going to look forward and put my blinders on. I'm like a thoroughbred in a race and just trying not to see anything from the sides of me. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. Is that a carrot? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like, well, she got it was she has this ability to just do this run on sentence that just you don't know when it's going to end. Ever. Ever. Um, Lisa apologizes again for her hot mic moment. And Meredith then also apologizes for getting involved in the rumors about her last season. So they kind of get to an even playing field and, and, and seem like they're going to you know continue the season on a good page. We then go to Heather and Whitney going to uh, the Hot Springs um, for their own kind of sort of bonding, like get together moment. Whitney's like, you know, it's been a long time since me and Heather have had alone time. And last time we went to a hot spring, she didn't have my back when Jen threatened to drown me. But never say never. Jen's gone. So. Wow. I forgot that, like, Jen literally was, like, threatening murder on Jasmine's. Yeah. It's like, oh, my. But they got her on fraud. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) It's very much an Al Capone situation where they got him on tax fraud, but he did all this other fucked up shit.
0: Uh, I, I will say I do not miss Jen on this no, cast. Not it, at all. She really is not the thing that held this cast together in the show together. Um Heather makes a comment like the that the water tastes like buttered popcorn. I was like what? I I'm sorry, are you buttering your water? Is that a thing? Ugh
1: I mean, uh, I do that when I'm cooking pasta. Do you do that when you're cooking people? Like, what are we doing? She's like, taste them. Whitney's like, no, nah, I'm not going to taste <laughs> But then she actually does, like, dip and, like, smell it. I'm <laughs> like, what are you
0: doing? This whole thing is so this weird. Is weird. Whitney and Heather are talking about the uh, Heather's event last episode. She's like, I was shocked to see Mary. Heather's like, you know, yeah, I only invited, like, you, Lisa, Meredith, and everyone just else invited friends. And when he's like, So you didn't invite Angie? Heather's like, We've never been close. And then Heather clarifies in her confession, like, So I knew Angie since Miss Carter's math class and or Mr. Carter's math class in tenth grade. I'm like Heather being like we were never close and then we see like just throughout the episode being like it seemed like you at least were somewhat close maybe not like like, like i don't i don't think you were best best friends but like we weren't close but the day that i met her was
1: september 22nd and mr carter's ba- yeah class third period at ten forty two p or a m <laughs> she was wearing a purple scrunchie and it's like very like what <laughs> yeah. what's happening
0: heather going she had what I thought was naturally curly ha- curly hair. I thought it was a perm, so yeah, I have trust issues. Those are the comments where i'm like i don 't know if heather's joking or not,
1: <laughs> and that's the frustrating part it's like you don't trust her because she had a perm
0: and didn't tell you it was a perm. Yeah, I don't get it. And there's like it made me feel weird seeing her like dive headfirst into a friendship with Jen when she first came into the group, and like now she's doing that with Lisa. So you know, I'm yeah. kind of iffy on it. And she's like, you know, we were friends in high school, but had distinct friend groups with like mutual best friends essentially. And she goes, I do remember she won best sense of humor. You know, I always feel bad for the girls that peak in high school. This kind of continues. I feel like. Th- Season one, I think a lot of people were Team Heather and the whole Lisa stuff, right? Right. And, the, and similarly, they knew each other in college. Like, Lisa makes the comment of her being a good time gal or whatever. And, like, you know... But it seemed like Heather was in, in the right and Lisa was the villain. And I think over the years, we're starting to see, like, Heather seems a little jealous of Lisa and, like, sort of, like... Really? I know. But we didn't... It didn't, like... it. Kind. Of, we kind of were blinded to that, I would say, yeah. first season. And now with this whole Angie stuff, I'm like, this seems like a pattern now with Heather, and it's like, yeah. I want, I think she, I mean, she's been open with the fact of how much trauma she's been through, yeah, like especially in her younger years. So it's like,
1: well, I think that some of the reason we were siding with Heather in that first season was because we also saw how much she was getting shot on by Jen Shaw, right? So like we like kind of wanted to root for her because she was an underdog, um, but now it's like girl like after all the stuff that we saw last season with her and whitney and then all of this stuff like from uh thailand and the stuff that went down at bravo con and the, the reunion and so it's like girl really yeah we i can't really like i want i still want to root for her um, you know, if for no other reason, then I'm kind of partial to her last name, but you know, um, <laughs> I'd like to have some other reason to root for you. Like, yeah. come on.
0: Uh, Heather says that she was eavesdropping on Angie though, talking about, uh, asking Lisa about Jack's mission though. And then this part comes up and we see Whitney even ask Lisa at the event, like, are you going to tell Heather? And she, Lisa, goes, Nope, that's not for everybody, which I actually think was like yeah. smart. Like, it's like. I don't need to like bring, you know, I know Heather's history with the church and like I don't think it's, you know, the right thing to bring up to her. Heather, though, is like immediately curious, though, about like, you know, I don't, I just want to know what Jack's motivation was, you know, behind it. You know, me and my friend Diana went because, you know, we were single in sort of the same place in life and suddenly we were in the temple making death oaths and, and wearing garments for the rest of our lives. And she clarifies like death oaths are basically like when you vow to the church. In Temple that, like, you're not going to spread any of the church's secrets, which, like... Under penalty of death. Yeah. How is that legal in America? I don't know. That's, like, seems to be an issue. Um I mean, I guess
1: the argument can be made that it's hyperbole. Sure.
0: You're dead in terms of, like, how the Mormon church views right. you, but... You're you know. dead to me. Yeah. Um, Heather in her says, Lisa loves to tell people she's Mormon, but I don't see any Mormon coming from Lisa Barlow. She owns a tequila company. She drinks Lisa Teenies and has signature cocktails. And did you see Lisa published a recipe for Lisa Teenies after this episode?
1: <laughs> no, I didn't. She stays fabulous. ready.
0: She stays ready. Uh, it's so perfect. Um, and uh, Heather goes, what I don't think she's prepared for is who he might be when he comes home. And I think she's in for a rude awakening. And I I get Heather's point from what she described, like, you know, that it it seemed like a very traumatic experience for her. And if the mission, like, was sort of the, like, impetus to, like, sort of, like, really, like, solidify those, you know, things in her uh, that the Mormon church has put in her, I can understand her being trepidatious about Jack doing that. But I also I agree with Whitney. She's like I think it's just a terrible idea for like Heather to insert herself. Whitney goes like just because she wrote a book doesn't give her the right to tell other people how to do it. But
1: also on the missions, like the Mormon boys be fucking. Sure, <laughs> like we've seen Latter Days.
0: <laughs> we know we've seen that movie. Oh God, yeah. Um, Meredith. Okay, so we go to Meredith's house. Um and Seth is there. We find out her and Seth have now started a podcast called Hanging by a Thread about like relationship issues, which Meredith is, when you hear Meredith's voice, I think that should be on a podcast. <laughs>
1: but also, quote unquote, they started a podcast. It didn't release until Wednesday or until Thursday. Yeah, until th- Tuesday. Tuesday. Whatever day this aired.
0: Yeah, the episode aired and like that's when the podcast came out. I was like, you acted as if you had this like long standing podcast. I don't know. Maybe they record them all in advance. I don't know. Maybe. Um, But uh, as Meredith and Seth are talking, she's looking up the hotel for Palm Springs. And this was the crossover. I was like, I didn't know I needed this, but I was so happy about it. Meredith is friends with Trixie Mattel of Drag Race fame. Um, and she's like, you know, me and Seth met her at GLAAD, you know, and she uh, invited us to come to Palm Springs for her with her motel, the Trixie Motel, which we watched the Discovery reality uh, yeah. show about it. Yeah, it was like really good show, by the way. Um, and I was like, this is ex- like perfect. Com- I need more drag queens on Housewives, like in certain, certain on modes. television
1: in general. That's not connected to drag race. But yes.
0: Yeah. Um, we now go to Angie, uh, who's with her family. This is our first like family scene where we get to see Angie's family. We see her dog, Celia, who is like one of those, um, like not a poodle. It's like, but it's like one of the show dogs. No, it's a, it's a poodle. I guess it's a poodle, but like with pink hair, like, 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 and, and dyed in like the, like sort of like poof, like sort of like. I I was like, oh God. Like, I don't
1: I don't know that I can get behind the like shaping your dog like a topiary. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm here for the dyeing. I, I mean, think it's cute. I I don't know. I like it. This, I don't know. They have dog safe dyes now that it, it's I'm not, sure it's healthy. Like it's not a it's not any more dangerous than you dyeing your own hair. So like Actually, I think it's safer because they know that, like, the dog's going to lick it.
0: Right. It's just aesthetically more yeah. is my issue. It's like, I hate it. I think it's cute. Um, she's doing her Greek word of the day with her daughter, which, like, we get it. You're Greek. I, I, like, not like everyone's nationality. It's hard to, like, be like, don't talk about your nationality because if we said it about any other, like, right. but I'm just like, I don't think the biggest, like, quality of your character on the show is that you're Greek. Right, and it's also like,
1: uh, we've. this is not your first season. Like, this is your first season holding a snowflake, but, girl, you've been on here since season one.
0: Oh, no, no, well, since last season. She hasn't been here for... for I beginning.
1: thought both the Angies have been there the whole time. No, 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 no.
0: They're, they're more recent. They weren't, they, they, not since the first season. I don't know why I thought both Angies had been there the whole time. Maybe they all look the same. I don't know. Angie's face is kind of like you no, can plaster it on someone else. <laughs>
1: Angie Harrington looks nothing like Angie K. Sure. That's fair. Um,
0: and also her daughter's name is Electra. I didn't like that.
1: I'm fine with it. It's whatever.
0: It was a little... No, I'm not going to go there. That's a child. <laughs> like it, I just think like... There's also
1: a superhero named Electra, so that go. could very much be it. Also, she could be, well, I mean, not that this was around, but she could have been named after the character from Pose. Sure. Like, that would be fabulous, but clearly that's not the case because of timelines, but you know.
0: Yeah. Um, We do see her husband, Sean, though, who is very attractive. Uh, Yeah. I will give her credit on that. Um, Good job on that one. Um they she met Sean when they, she was assisting in a hair salon that he was also working in when they were when she was nineteen, and we see this flashback photo of them, which someone said like looked like they were in like a euro pop band in like the like late nineties, but like accurate but also it was either that or like i I bring this up uh um sometimes there used to be a bravo show called Sheer Genius, which was essentially like project run right. for hairdressers, and I was like it looks like two cast members from that. Well, you know that they own I think it's like ten salons ten salons and they have their own cosmetology school,
1: yeah, so I mean it's not like a small thing like they they have like they're there's a pretty big empire they've got going on over there,
0: yeah, Angie tells Sean basically that things have been odd with her and Heather, and that she just doesn't really like the awkward energy. Angie then tells her side of the of how she's known Heather, and she's like, you know she was one of the first people ha- Uh, Heather met when she moved here at 15. She's like, you know, we had a lot of fun together, but we've really gotten away from that. And I kind of want to get back to it. I'm like, I don't think Heather feels the same way.
1: I don't either. I think y'all need to talk to each other about what page y'all want to be on.
0: Yeah. We then go to Monica's house and we get Monica's first sort of like family scene with her mom. Um, Her mom and her are folding orders for her. She has a swaddling blanket business called Bria Baby um and she talks about a little bit later about how like it started as a hobby but now that she's divorced she's kind of made it sort of a her she needs it as her income essentially so yeah. she's really invested a lot into it but also like you're making
1: it let like, it's blankets yeah it, like you're making enough money out of that to support your family
0: well we get into sort of her financial stuff too and and so maybe it's not as you know i mean enough maybe to buy the alimony uh, yeah. Probably that, too. I would imagine. Um, She's half Colombian and half Portuguese. um, And she's Portuguese on her mom's side. Um, She only lives, like, three minutes from her mom and her grandmother who moved up from Boston. Um, I love the scene where it's, like, her and her daughters and her mom and her grandmother, like, cooking dinner. And they're all just, like, sort of, like, cackling, sort of, like, talking. And her grandmother going, I don't like too loud. You talk nice and soft. (laughs) And she's like doing it as she's like wielding a knife, as she's like cutting this onion, like like as if she's like in prison. <laughs> like it's like it's like it's like you know, it's it's a lot, but she seems, you know, you know, adorable enough. Um we found out her mom basically converted to Mormonism when she was five. And so she had been raised in the church um for all that time. Um and and we'll get into sort of that aspect later. Um, Monica is telling her mom though, like I need you to watch the kids because I'm going on this girls' trip. Um, and I love her mom just basically being like, like hearing the schedule of like when to take the kids to school, etc., and just being like, "You want me to do all that? Like that's the that's that's way too much." <laughs>
1: I have to be up at I have to take them to school at seven fifty, and then I have to do stuff
0: after that girl (laughs) her mom seems really like sort of sweet and like um like she has a good sense of humor i feel like like i i I do kind of appreciate um monica's though talking more about the girls trip and that she feels like she's kind of out of her league with the other girls and then she starts to cry and then that we saw this in the trailer and we kind of laughed at it but like watching it back i'm like huh this is interesting she goes so i went to city creek And I went into the Louis Vuitton store and like I bought a bag (laughs) and she's just crying and she's like, because I just feel like I want to have something like nice around them. And I don't want to show up with nothing. Like, why do I feel like that? I'm not that person. And I'm like, okay, this actually kind of resonates with me. Like, yeah, I get it. Cause there's all this. And we'll talk about with OC, like there's all this discussion of like, you know, housewives, faking having money and having the stunt and like right you know and it kind of sometimes it like will tend them into bankruptcy like we see with like Kim Zolciak and stuff like that mm-hmm. and like i i thought it was interesting hearing that and like sort of like hearing that perspective of somebody who like is going through the emotions of that cuz it's valid i think yeah at least in this sort of like um arena yeah, definitely, and it's uh, it's it's interesting
1: because she's going through that while going through this divorce, while her only income is fucking wrapping blankets in a fucking ribbon and mailing them to people. I don't understand how she makes enough money from that. <laughs> Again, I, I just I it, it's it it like she went to Joanne's and she's cutting it out and wrapping <laughs> some ribbon around it. She doesn't have a printing press, like. I, I don't how? How is that like you gotta be selling them bitches for like eighty, ninety, hundred bucks? Yeah. For a square of felt or whatever material it is. Like yeah. I just how?
0: How? <laughs> um her daughter How <laughs> Yes. Her daughter kind of reassures her though that like, you know, you have so many other great qualities and you shouldn't base your worth of how much money you know you have. Um, And Monica's like, you know, yeah, mom, like you've taught me that, like, you know, having to do it all on your own. And she talks about how she basically, uh, the last time Monica saw her father was when she was four. And her and her, uh, her mom and her father basically got in this massive fight. He left the house and then just never came back. And so she, and she goes as far as to say, like, my mom, like, got rid of all the photos of him. So, like, I don't even know what he looks like anymore. I don't know whether he's alive or dead. Like there's, and that's a that's yeah. difficult when there's like no contact and like no way in which to even have a understanding of how that what that person is going through. Yeah, and, and she. Well, and I mean, his
1: name's on her birth certificate, right? She should be able to find him that way. Maybe
0: I, I would say that. I mean, that's how you would go about it. I would yeah. say. Um, she's, go- then it says her professional, all I know is that he was gay and he had a boyfriend and he moved to Florida as it, and, and that was the last time we saw him. And I'm like, okay, so she's a witness in Jen's, uh, investigation. She is on her second divorce from the same man. She has a, uh, gay dad who, uh, left her when she was four. There's something that uh, another bomb later I was like, Monica, you have like been through some shit. God damn. Yeah. Like, I can you imagine is it like on their resume when they audition being like, what are all your traumas? Like, <laughs> like, what are <laughs> all your She would do great on Drag Race. Yeah. Um, yeah. So She that... have the trauma mirror every episode. <laughs> and I love her crying, like, I don't want them, I don't want them to make fun of me having a smaller house. I'm like, Oh, so you watch OC. (laughs) (laughs) Look what they did to Gina. (laughs) Which is true, though. Like, Gina got shit so much for not having as much money as everybody else. So it's like, it's a real thing that, like, they have to deal with. Um, Yeah. Uh, We see Whitney and Justin going out to dinner with Angie and Sean. Because Whitney and Angie have kind of formed, like, a tighter friendship now um, with each other. Um, Whitney and, and Justin talk about how like they've commun- they're working on like their communication stuff and Whitney's like, We realize we're not very good communicators. Justin going, Oh, did you throw yourself in that? That's a first. I was like, Okay, shit. This is
1: not the time for snide remarks, Justin.
0: Yeah, we saw in the trailer that it seems like they're gonna have some marital issues this season, so that wasn't
1: an- Yeah, they they seemed to be going through it this year.
0: Yeah. Now this I thought was, I felt this really like undercover telling of Angie, uh, her husband, Sean starts talking and he goes, you know, when you start developing your own careers and you know, that can make it very difficult. You know, you wake up one day and you're like, where's my spouse? And they cut to Angie, like pulling a look
1: Uh-huh. and
0: then Whitney pulling a look. And then Angie is, I mean, he wakes up one day and he's sleeping next to an 11 year old and I'm on the other end. Like, it's like, she was like finishing his sentence
1: but with a completely wrong thing that didn't actually
0: make sense. Yeah, yeah. It was like to read, it was to redirect the conversation, right? Cuz I I do feel like Angie is kind of a little she gives the aura that she would produce herself yeah. a lot on this show and like, you know, not want to look a certain way, yeah. etc. Um and we see this clip of her daughter like sleeping in their bed which is like what are the what are the giant beds are that are, like, the two kings? The like... Alaskan king, I yeah. think is what it's called. I was like, that. that is a dream bed. Like, I do I do dream of that bed. When, when you I... have to take
1: a, a glass of water in order to make sure you don't dehydrate while you're walking around to the other <laughs> side of the bed.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah, that's the dream. Um, Angie says, like, you know, it feels like Heather was, you know, extending an olive branch to me at her party. And when he's like, yeah, I'm excited for the girls' trip. Are you going? And Angie's like... I haven't heard anything about a girl's trip, you know? And when he's like, yeah, well, Meredith is organizing it. I, the, Whitney talks about like the sort of exclusionary aspect of it. And I do agree. I don't like when you're trying to out, ice out a housewife ever, right. really. You know? And I think it is I, – I appreciated what Whitney did by the end of the episode as chaotic as it was because I'm like – Yeah, you shouldn't just be like, oh, I don't like this person, so my allies cannot, you know. Right, and I mean,
1: it's one thing if it's like a real-life situation, but you're on a TV show, you know this person is a cast member, they have to be on this trip. Yeah, 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 So, like, you manufactured drama because you made it so that someone else had to invite her. Right. So that she could be on the trip. It's the same shit that went down on Vanderpump with Sheena's wedding.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Like,
1: you know you have to be there. Like, we know that Katie has to be on this trip. She has to be up in Mexico for this trip. So why are you being a dick and uninviting her yeah. so that she then has to put her foot down and come on this trip or she's out money? Right. That's like, not That's That's shitty to do. Meredith you knew like you could have at least made a show of saying I'm going to extend the olive branch quote unquote and then and then you know if things go sideways fine you could still have a beef with her for the rest of the season but at least
0: like give her the opportunity to do
1: right that. I don't know
0: yeah. Angie's like, you know, I feel like I've been really nice to Meredith. You know, I supported her for her fashion show. We even sent people to do the hair. And Sean goes, I mean, yeah, we lost like a third of revenue in one location. And Angie like cuts him off again and goes like, and this is a businessman speaking up. Like, why are you so controlling of what he's saying? Like, like, it's not like he was saying anything that like. But it was a good point.
1: Like we were out money for her. Like, and she's going to treat us like this. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And Angie's like, you know, I feel like Heather and Meredith are trying to ice me out. And Whitney's like, well, I'll invite you as my plus one. So yeah, that's how things are going to shape out. Um, We see Heather going shopping with Monica to kind of, you know, she's like, you know, I'm going to help Monica shop for like stuff. You know, I, you know, I just met her at the one uh, event, but I do really kind of like her. She seems nice. Um, Heather's like, how are you friends with Lisa? And Monica's like, well, I met her through Angie K. And uh, and Heather's like, how do you know Angie K? And she's like, well, I met her through Jen. (laughs) And then Heather's face is just like and then immediately goes, Yeah, I went to high school with Angie. <laughs> and Monica's like, Are you guys close? He's like, No, we're not close at all. I really don't want anything to do with her. I hope she's not coming to Palm Springs.
1: <laughs> and then Monica's like, Oh, well, that's tea. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Heather's like, I think Aunt- take
0: out this little notebook and jot that down. <laughs> Heather's like, I think she just seems catty and jealous. And I'm just, you know, really not that interested. Um, so they get to still talking some more. Heather asked if she was raised Mormon and Monica's like, kind of. And then Heather's like, well, what's kind of me, you know, should we not have been shipping, si- sipping the champagne? And then this is where Monica goes, I was married in the temple and then I was excommunicated. And Heather goes for, and then Monica goes, for fucking my brother-in-law for eighteen months, and Heather goes, oh, okay.
1: Um, to be fair, it's not her brother-in-law; it's her sister-in-law's husband.
0: Yes, which I, is that not her brother-in-law then?
1: No, that's her. That's her sister-in-law's husband. Sure. So <laughs>
0: you don't get your own title. You don't get
1: double double in-laws. It's kind of like you don't get to be double like double double cousins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if you're married, and then there's another married that doesn't make you cousins just like it doesn't make you in-laws. Right. So Courtney's not Ralph's cousin and she's, and he is not her in-law.
0: Now that that's settled, Monica's like, you thought you were a bad Mormon. Yeah. And then, uh, she said, she basically like, you know, yeah, I felt really guilty. So I went and told my Bishop and I was excommunicated and they're like, Heather asked, did they excommunicate him? She's like, no. Heather's like, "You know, yeah, they never excommunicate the men. It's always the women. Right. It's it's so fucking sexist and stupid. Um, And Monica tears up basically being like, you know, I felt bad. You know, I wanted to come out. And then I was just basically shunned for it. You know, and I like what Monica said in the confessional of, I find for me, it's best to just lay it all out on the table because everything comes out. And the true power of owning your past is no one can weaponize it against you. And I'm like... That's why I like you. I appreciate that you're just sort of like laying it all out there. It's very similar with Jen on OC.
1: Yeah.
0: Being like, if I'm just honest and like be, you know, frank with everyone about, you know, the fucked up things in my life, it's not going to be like drawn out and then it's going to be made a bigger deal and then it's going to be made a storyline. And then, you know, I appreciate that at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, I think I, I like Monica's sort of like blunt honesty and and she does feel very genuine and someone you can sort of like empathize with. Right. Um, Mon- Monica talks about how, you know, because y- they're like, oh, you, you got rid of uh, the garments or whatever, which is like when you're. Right. Because you're supposed to be like not abstinent, but like sort of like, you know, sex is very much like, you know, taboo. Right, in a lot of ways. It's,
1: it's for procreation. That's it. She's like,
0: when I got excommunicated, I went and I bought like thirty thongs. And Heather was like, you know what? I had the same inclination. I had to borrow one from my daughter. I was that like, don't.
1: Could've, that could have stayed in the vault.
0: Mm, mm, mm. Wrap that up. Do not. <laughs> we didn't need to hear that. Yeah,
1: the women... I'm sure your daughter didn't like hearing that. Not either.
0: really. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, the women are getting ready for the trip. And this was my favorite scene of the episode. <laughs> Mary is at uh, her house with Robert oh with Robert Jr. And she's calling the Trixie Motel. She's like, hi, is this Trixie? Like, as if Trixie's going to be on the line. <laughs> is this Trixie Hotel? Uh, the Trixie Motel. Oh, Motel. And then she just goes bug-eyed and goes, eh. <laughs> Motel. And she's like, do you have two uh, two uh, 2003 Dom Perry on? <laughs> And she's like, the, the person on the line is like, um, no, we don't have that. And the, she gives the biggest bug eyed, shocked reaction <laughs> that they don't have this specific brand of Domberry on. And they're like, so what do you have for room service? And she, and uh, <laughs> he's like, well, we have a fully stocked bar. Um, there's pizza for one and two servings. And she's like, <laughs> and she's like, okay, thank you. And then just turns to Robert Jr. And goes Pizza. Who doesn't have Dom Perry on? (laughs) You would have thought that they told
1: her, you have to get lashings on the bottom of your feet for for food. Like, you would have thought that this was the most egregious, like, insulting, we're going to feed you grubs. Like, it. (laughs) <laughs> it's like, are you kidding? Well, I will what? say
0: this: like when they said that they were going to the Trixie Motel, I was like excited, obviously, but I was also like, and the Trixie Motel is gorgeous, by the way, but it's also a motel, right? And so it's like I feel like they're gonna be the. It's like it's kind of you know for a cast trip for Housewives, you wouldn't think it would be like the place to go to. No, but I when would... they gave shift to Kenya on Atlanta for a Birmingham,
1: look, I think it's a perfect place. You've got. Uh, a lounge with a bar you've got poolside area everybody there's room for like seven different rooms um so like it's perfect for a cash trip it's palm springs there's plenty to do you can go to the beach you can go do other things like it's a good central location with activities that you can do there at the place or nearby like I don't. I don't think it's that bad. I think it's a good option. Oh yeah.
0: I. I mean for uh, the like, please. Uh, we would love a trip to Palm Springs to go. Please, Trixie, uh, call me. The lady. The ladies all arrive at the airport. Trixie's not listening to this. No. <laughs> uh, Monica's talking about like you know I have a I do have like a huge fear of flying and Heather goes Did you pack any Zannies and Monica goes goes I did. Zannies in the Louie like and pointing out the Louie and now knowing why she got it I'm like oh and <laughs> they
1: paid her.
0: None of them cared
1: None of them gave a flying fuck And it was just like Girl you could have showed up with something From Target and they wouldn't have known the difference Yeah Like they wouldn't have cared
0: Lisa asked where Whitney is And Meredith's like yeah she texted me And she said she was like taking another flight And Lisa goes what that's so crazy (laughs) Did she not want to fly coach (laughs) Yeah I know That's the next question um we fast forward though and Whitney is our, and already arrived at the Trixie Motel with Angie and she meets up with Trixie in drag already. Trixie's like oh, here's my moment
1: <laughs> Housewives. Did, did you think she was gonna show up ball headed on drag on Dragwives on the <laughs> Housewives?
0: Yeah. No, she yeah, she was like, I have to be like, you know, all you know, this is my moment. Trixie's like, I have all your cards on file if anything gets broken. <laughs> <laughs> I love Trixie <laughs> I love Trixie's like I know this show like, I might not you know I might have to get a deposit at the end of the day Cause yeah, yeah. Um, They land in Palm Springs though And we cut and we just see here Lisa flipping out in the bathroom in the Palm Springs airport, being like, Oh my God, has anyone seen it? Oh my God, has anyone seen a ring? Oh my God, oh my God, John's gonna kill me. Oh my, and Heather is on her camera phone filming, locked in the bathroom stall, out of sitting fear.
1: on the toilet. What are you doing, Heather?
0: So Lisa apparently like her she was like pulling up her pants or whatever and her ring her $60,000 ring slipped off of her finger and like could and now she can't find it and she like apparently they were searching for like 45 minutes like everyone was like trying to find this fucking ring to be fair like that's
1: more money than the two of us make combined in a year yeah and and it's not I even just, her wedding ring and that's not even her wedding ring. That was just a funny little gift that she got one year.
0: Yeah, I get that. Like, it's like senti- she's like it's sentimental though. Like, but like, I understand her frustration that we see throughout. But like,
1: I'd be real sentimental about sixty thousand dollars too.
0: Like, holy fuck! <laughs> Heather literally says that in the Sprinter van. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so perfect. I, I don't. And then they cut to Mary and her confessor going. I don't think that ring's worth that. I don't think it's (laughs) $60,000. I love Mary. (laughs) I mean, they they
1: were pretty big diamonds. Like emerald cut diamonds. Yeah, they're... They're the uh, it's an expensive range.
0: So Lisa's like, I think I need to file a report, and then she's calling John like, John, yeah, I'm gonna like file a report with the airport. Like, yeah, I need to file a report, and then she gets talks to the airport security guy. She's like, Yeah, it's like sixty grand, and the airport security guy goes, Fuck!
1: He he just about shat himself when she said <laughs> that. <laughs> it was pretty great. You can see the color drain out of his face. It was pretty funny.
0: Yeah, Lisa is still upset as they're going in the sprinter to the motel. He's like, I'm mad about my ring. Mary goes, Well, at some point you have to let it go.
1: <laughs> Mary was already done. <laughs>
0: it's like, stop talking about it. Uh Lisa goes, Yeah, well, it's still fresh. <laughs> <laughs> the producer asks Heather in a commercial, What's the most expensive thing you ever lost? And Heather goes,
1: My dignity. <laughs> I died. It was so
0: good. I mean, did you have that coming on this show in the first place? Not coming on the show, but at some point she probably had it. Yeah. Uh, she, and Lisa's just calling her drawer, drawer to make sure it's insured or whatever. And, like, it's it's they, she won't leave this, basically. I don't blame her, but, like, when it comes to, like, screen time.
1: Yeah, it's a little annoying.
0: Yeah. We go back to Whitney and Angie with Trixie, and Angie's like, yeah, they don't, just don't know I'm coming. Surprise. And Whitney goes, and it's not a bad thing. She just wasn't invited. And Trixie goes, I mean, yeah, it's a, like a bad thing. She just wasn't invited. Like, Trixie's like, do you hear yourself? She's like, I'm so glad I got a deposit. Like, this is- <laughs> Yeah. And Trixie going, you know what? Drag is illegal in Tennessee, so I think we should just do whatever we want. <laughs> Pretty much. Um... Whitney's like, I realize I'm lighting a match and throwing it, but if they're having a fresh start, I think we need to burn down the house and start over. I'm like, I'm glad. Good thing you're saying this in your confessional and not in front of Trixie.
1: Yeah, as long as you're burning down the house and not Trixie Motel.
0: Yeah. Lisa just keeps asking the car, Have you heard from Whitney? Is Whitney coming? And Meredith's like, No, she just texted me saying she was on a different flight. Meredith has to answer this question like four times in the Springer van. <laughs> it's like oh my god um Whitney and Angie are hanging by the pool though before they get there and Whitney wonders if Heather's gonna be mad about it you know etc uh she knows I mean you just had this conversation with her at the hot springs you know she's gonna be mad um there's Monica then offers Lisa a chip like you want a chip but she passes it over Mary Mary's like can can you not over my clothes I don't like crumbs no crumbs i love her like mary mary's like here for the check and that is it she hates these bitches i just i don't get it like yeah. i i couldn't and i then, couldn't do that and then the ladies all arrive at the motel uh mary is trying to figure out the code to get in and whitney and angie leave the pool and they're like they're here and that's the big clip hanger, big dramatic music and then that leads in to what we're going to see next episode which looks fucking crazy meredith looks in fucking zane yelling at angie <laughs>
1: Like if Trixie's not on Watch What Happens Live that
0: episode, I was shocked she wasn't this episode.
1: Well, I'm kind of. I it makes sense because we just barely got there, and like she was there, but I have a feeling because she's going to be on the next episode too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I this is the bigger episode with her motel. So I would I would think she would be on next week's. Right.
0: Yeah, I can see that um yeah but that was uh Andy, call her <laughs> that was salt lake city uh for this week um great episode i uh, excited to see what's to come uh, we're going to take a quick commercial break and then when we come back we're talking the newest episode of real housewives of orange county don't go anywhere <laughs>
1: Welcome back to Gay is MB. Let's head on down to sunny Mexico where the Tres Amigas reunite to become the Tres Abuelas on Real Housewives of Orange County.
0: Orange County for this week. This, again, hitting on all cylinders, um, and, and a star has emerged, I feel, on this show. We've talked, I mean, has been emerging, but we'll get to it at the end because that last fight I thought was was really big in terms of everything. Muy bueno. Muy bueno. Um, <laughs> We see the continuation of the dinner that left the last episode. Um, they're kind of all in awkward silence being like, well, so we're going to eat or whatever. <laughs> Shannon goes, I thought this was shady. Shannon goes, are we having food or should we put sand on our plate? And I'm like, Girl. Oh, boy. I like, mean,
1: there is sand right there, so you could just grab some.
0: Yeah, but obviously referencing Emily's comment from the yeah. party. Um, Heather brought gifts, though. And so it's awkward Heather being like, "Like, oh, yeah, I brought gifts, damn it. But I'm pissed at everyone right now. <laughs> she goes up to try to get them at one point, And Taylor's like, do you want us to eat first, Heather? And Heather goes, yeah, eat. Definitely eat. And I'm going to the bathroom. Like, just like Heather's fed up. And I get it. Yeah. Like, I really, truly get it. Shannon uh, tells Emily, like, you know, you know, I didn't talk about you at BravoCon just for the record. Like, you know, and she's not like, I think now with this, like, and with all the stuff with John and that it's clear that Heather just wants to meddle in all of my relationships. Girl. Emily going, I don't make up conversations that I had. The fact that she was on Watch What Happens Live, being like, I don't really know if she said Shannon. I think she may have said Tamra, or just you know, blah, blah 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 blah. It's like the fact that this is what this whole is like is it, that this is fueling everything is so fucking frustrating. Yep. Like, uh, I can't. I mm. Tamara then goes to check on Heather because, of course, Heather's like, you know, look. At the end of the day, like, I'm over it, and I, I don't care anymore. Basically, like, I and I and. Sometimes that's hyperbole, but like I genuinely believe that. Yeah. I love that she later ter- tells Terry, "Like I'm going to keep going about this trip, but if this happens again, I will go home." Yeah, I do not need this. Yeah, um, Emily says that Heather told her, "You know, you know." I, Shannon said, that, "You know, uh, was talking mad about you, but I can't say that because it's in the vault." And then Shannon goes, "Like she can't tell you all about these horrible things in our relationship, like you know, th- trying to like make this like connection." jen's like you know can we i finally asked like what is in the vault shannon's like it's normal relationship shit um but then she tries to open up about like you know you know i will tell you guys that like, you know john the issue i have is like john will have an excuse always some time left to spend time together and not want to talk about arguments he's very much somebody that like like i'm like talk it out let's talk it out and he just wants to disengage two things one i don't think that's true again i'll say it i feel like john's the one that wants to, to engage and you're not. Well, I mean,
1: we've seen evidence of that this whole season.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I just don't see that bearing out personally. I may be wrong. But two, I really do feel like this was Shannon, like, re- reorganizing how she was going to handle the rest of this season and being like, I've had these complete fucking blow-ups because my shit is becoming, coming out on air, right? Right. So now I have to at least, like, talk about something, Right, I have to be like, no, it's not these really, really terrible things. It's this thing that, yes, is important to me and is upsetting to me, but it's not that serious. Not knowing that Emily and Heather and all of them are all just spilling, like, in the confessionals and all that. To be what fair, actually, they haven't
1: done that yet.
0: Well, no, no. Well, Emily's saying that, like, John calls her fat, and like, that's what I mean. Right, well, but I mean,
1: they haven't filmed those yet. Well, well I mean, maybe they have. We don't know. Not
0: thinking, Shannon not right. thinking that they would do that. Right. Like, is, like, you know, something that she's not factoring in. Um, Emily ha- says she's happy that Shannon's opening up, but it just feels like it's the tip of the iceberg. But if this is the start to start. Heather's telling Tamara, they don't like me, and that's okay, because there's plenty of other people that do like me. <laughs> Which, again, like, I understand what she's saying, because all the arguments about are about who Heather is. And I understand Heather, and Heather's made this point in seasons past being like, I can't really change that. I can try to make improvements here or there and I can apologize for certain things, but I can't really change that at my core. And you're kind of expecting me to. Yeah. Um then this was interesting. Jen then brings up how she was told that Shannon said that there was so much more juicy stuff about Ryan that they were going to dive into it. Like, Emily and Gina told her this, essentially. Mm. Shannon apologized for it and says, like, you know, I just heard there's a lot more stuff that's going to come out. And then Jen goes, someone said Tamara has so much more. And then we find out that Jen has says that a mutual friend between her and Tamara had told her that Tamara had reached out to her for information on Ryan. And I'm Ugh. like here we fucking go. Here we motherfucking go. And Tamara then in her confessional says, you know, this is the girl Ryan was cheating on Jen with. Ryan and the girl got into a fight after Nobu and she wanted to retaliate. So she sent me all the text messages between her and Ryan while he was in a relationship with Jen. Okay. I I don't buy this on Tamara's part. I... Don't either because she keeps
1: maintaining that they were in a relationship the whole time. Yeah, and oh, well, that I don't know. I mean, maybe. well, but but what? my my point is because Jen confirms that this ex- does exists exist and she knows about it, right? But it's like I I don't I don't buy that it was during the relationship. It could have very well been during that cooling off period, and like. We don't know exactly when that is, but all I know is that Jen has moved past that. Yeah. So you,
0: as her friend, should be able to move past that. Well, what I mean by not believing it, I don't believe the timeline in which Tamara got the text messages. Mm. She said, the fact that she says Ryan and the girl had gotten to a fight after Nobu. What happened? What, what was the events of Nobu? Jen bringing up the don't go there, Tamara, in terms of like hitting on Ryan at the gym. Mm-hmm. Tamara getting mad and throwing the napkin in her face. Right. Tamara had every incentive in the fucking world to dig for information. Yep. And get text messages. I don't believe they had some fight and then the girl sent them to Tamara because why would the girl know to send them to Tamara? Right. If also, she had been asking
1: for them. Also, Tamara got up and walked away from the table after that. Right. What did she do when she was away from the table? Like we got part of that on camera, but yeah, how do we know she didn't walk away and go, "You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to reach out to this person."
0: Yeah, I think she reached out to her for sure. I, that, that's what I think happened. Um, that the, the comes back to the table, and she gives them all the, the gifts, like and I love her just being like, "You know, it's in my nature. a leopard doesn't change his spots." And at the end of the day, like they were monogrammed already, so I might as well. Hey,
1: can you, like, monogram one of those in my initials and then decide, well, I can't do anything with these except give them to Merlin? You
0: know, yeah. I'd be happy with that. Uh, Emily goes, I get a gift, but I'm an asshole. And Heather goes, well, we can dive into that later. <laughs> 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 Emily and her I don't want the gift. I want to just be you to be easier to be friends with. Okay, well, some people aren't easy to be friends with. And you got to make that decision. At the end right. Of the and. What's making
1: it difficult for her to be friends with is you. Yeah,
0: the they go to the next morning. Uh, they're having breakfast in sort of their individual rooms. Tamara tells like the people that she's with, including Shannon, like you know, I understand the frustration of Heather, but I you know the or the frustration people have with Heather, but I don't think she means it. Heather like Tamara like giving the like. She she doesn't even believe what she's saying. She's been planting the seed in Shannon's head the whole season that Heather is fucking, like, nefarious. Right.
1: And now she's doing this to make herself look innocent, knowing full well that Shannon will then refute what she says. Right.
0: She goes, I, Shannon goes, I'm sorry, but there are multiple things now that have been, you know, not just sort of Heather as who she is. It's just her being an asshole. Like, and it's like, this is exactly, like. She, the fact that Shannon does not realize she's being played like a complete fucking fiddle by Tamara. Still,
1: to this day, it seems like maybe, maybe, because with, with this Watch What Happens Live, there was some inkling of maybe she's starting to realize. Yeah,
0: her face seemed interesting. And it was post-reunion. I yeah. want to see how the reunion plays out at the end yeah. of the day. Um, Emily apologizes to Heather at breakfast you know, you know, if you felt like I was being a jerk at your party, I'm really sorry for that. And and Heather goes, thank you. But then her confessional, she goes, an apology is really fantastic, but there's a pattern here. Yeah. And I felt it so hypocritical. Emily and her confessional goes, all I can do is say, I'm sorry. And that I probably will do it again. Okay. I agree. Cause that's like... You in her apologies to Heather in the past, she's been like, "I'm loud and I can be abrasive, etc." But you're literally expecting Heather to change, and you're saying, "I'll apologize, but I'm not going to change." But there's also a difference.
1: I I to me, she's mad about Heather doing things that she has imagined Heather has done.
0: Right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. She's she reading is, into that. She is mad about. All of the reasons behind Heather's actions, and like assigning blame to Heather for the way that she feels about her actions, yeah.
0: And and non, ag- a- but egregious shit. There's a thing that happens at the right. end, towards the end of this episode, which I get is a little egregious, but like then then you can make it about intention. The stuff beforehand is not egregious shit, right? And you're also assigning intentions and not listening
1: to her when she tells you her intentions. Right. So there's that. As opposed to what Heather has been – or not Heather, what uh, Emily has been doing, which is outwardly aggressive bullshit. Yeah. That is not in any way able to be misconstrued. It's choices you're making and not like just facets of your personality. Yeah. So like – Yeah, I can look at Heather and say, you know, I can forgive you for these things and expect that there may be some tension here because I'm still not quite sure of the way that your brain works in terms of intention, and that's fine. But then I can also, on the flip side of that, go, no, the problems that people have with Emily, that Heather has with Emily, are things well within Emily's control, that are things that Emily can and should change about herself. and. Like, it's kind of bullshit that you're using the cop out of. That's just who I am.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Gina says, like, you know, it was just surprising that hearing about the house sale. And her confessional goes, like, you're my friend. It's insulting to me. I'm like, oh, my God, Gina. Can you not make? This is the, these are the parts where I don't like Gina. <laughs> where yeah. I'm just like, not everything's about you. Like, uh-huh. yeah. They go out. Um, uh, to. They're going to ride ATVs to go to the cenote. Um, uh, that they're gonna, you know, uh, hang out in. Uh, they're riding the ATVs, and Gina says that Shannon looks like Jennifer Coolidge on the Vespa in White Lotus, and I was so accurate.
1: They did a side by side, and it was uncanny.
0: <laughs> I love them stopping, and the instructor tells Shannon, "Don't touch the red button," and Shannon goes, "I didn't." And Tamara goes, "Don't touch the red button," and Shannon goes, "I didn't." <laughs> oh, I did. I didn't. Okay gracias <laughs> she really is the jennifer coolidge of oc it's great um they get to the cenote um <laughs> this is not my vibe for sure and emily showcases why because she dives into the cenote and then just gets the full wind knocked out of her and they're like are you okay shit like yeah and then she comes up with a bloody nose <laughs> no no Absolutely not. Like, I don't need, I, this is, this is where we talked before about vacations. Like this shit. I'm good. I can, I can watch a waterfall. I'm not diving off of it. I want to see shit. I want to shop
1: for shit. And then I want to eat shit. That's it. I not don't, eat shit. Not, not
0: right. You don't want to eat like, shit like Emily did. Right.
1: <laughs> I want to eat the lovely local cuisine.
0: Yes. There you go. Gina also talks about how she's scared of water, <laughs> so much so that she used to not be able to take baths. So I'm like, okay. Yeah. Uh, no, I get it. I saw it as a child. I still can't
1: sit in the bathtub. It's a problem.
0: There's that. I mean, yeah. She gets to the second, because there's like three levels of where they can dive off. She gets to the second one, starts to go off, and then hesitates, and it's like, no, don't do that. And like, right. That's, well, that's and- how people die. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Charles,
0: <laughs> that kills people. <laughs> and I love she goes down to the tiniest one and then dives, and everyone is clapping for her like she's a toddler that like learned how to like, <laughs> like you know when you just throw the toddlers into the pool to see, to get them to float naturally. Uh-huh. It's it was very that vibe.
1: <laughs> it's very mommy, look at this, and then you just like stand there. It's like, is that it? Was that okay? I guess I'll
0: applause. Yeah. <laughs> um they get back uh to uh the hotel and they get ready to go out to dinner shannon's look for this dinner what are we doing (laughs) this sparkly uh like pink purple like very cheap looking like uh like um jacket and then like this really thick ponytail with like a scarf tied in the back and it looked like she was trying way too hard. It was something. Speaking of trying way too hard, uh, Shannon is like, oh, should I bring this back? She's like, Tamara's like, yeah, it looks good. It's better than Jen's, you know, you know, the Fennell and the Fundy and the Fucci. And then Jen, Tamara starts making these comments about how, like, you know, Jen was this yoga mom and now she's all dripped in designer clothes. You want people to think you have all this money and I don't buy into that. And I love the producer calls her out in the confessional and goes. So, where'd you get this look? She's like, it's Mugler. (laughs) Like, and it's it's that same Mugler bodysuit that everyone's been wearing with the... It's like, okay. Can we stop with the printed bodysuits? Yeah. Can we just stop? But it's so interesting after, like, hearing the Monica stuff on Salt Lake where now Tamara's doing this with Jen. And I'm like... Is, is Jen maybe wearing fake stuff, you know, to, you know, fit in more? Maybe, possibly, but it's only cuz people like you are doing shit like this where you're trying right. to make it a thing. It's the
1: same thing that Gina has experienced in the past, the same thing that Monica was talking about on Salt Lake City. Hell, like, even on Atlanta, they were, like, talking about, well, that side of the couch needs to get their paper up. And so, you all
0: like, wear designer shit. Like, like you all, on reunions and stuff like that, and for confessional looks, really go all out for, like, designer shit, even though you're not wearing it in your daily life. Right. You are. And, like, you know... I Tam I think even was Tam on a podcast who was like, you know, when Erica Jane first came out of Beverly Hills, that's when everything changed in terms of like what housewives were dressing like. And I'm like, but you're a part of that. I've seen you be a part of that. Uh-huh. Like,
1: uh Well and it's also like Jen, this is her first season. She hasn't got a paycheck for this yet.
0: Yeah, she doesn't know what she's getting a second. Get Give her a
1: second to get her paycheck in and, like, cash it and, like, buy some shit. Yeah. Like, she's doing this on the money she already had before. Right. So, like, chill the fuck out. Like, we, we know you have a failed gym and a uh. shitty podcast. Uh. I mean, we both have shitty podcasts. It's fine. But... Um, I know I've made that joke before. It's fine. I don't
0: think either of us are worse than Teddy.
1: No, I don't think either of us are worse than Teddy. In fact, I'd argue that we're both better than both of them. They just have a bigger platform. Um, So, like, I get it. But, like, like chill. Yeah. Let, her, get her, let her get her paper up. Don't shit on her until, like, the second or third season.
0: Yeah. There's a knock at the door, though, of Tamara and Shannon's. And Tamara opens it. And it's Vicky going, what? Oh, like right like that was the biggest jump scare in that trailer when it came out <laughs> Tamara invited her um i love vicky vicky's hilarious I, I i i but there's something about vicky now where she just i i wrote that she just has become like the tasmanian devil pretty much she's looking in like her bag for like something pink and when she finds it she goes like "ooh" and starts like flailing her arms and like, the, like it was crazy
1: like I would like. I don't think she is, but I wouldn't be surprised if she was on a little bit of Booger Sugar.
0: Oh please, yeah, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. Like I just, girl, like they, that's they, a
1: lot of energy for sixty
0: something. They do their Trace Amigas like um, sort of uh, dance or whatever, and then take shots, and they're just going, huh? <laughs> that's what they- uh, also, that
1: that Trace Amigas dance is very much the exactly what we were just talking about about a four-year-old going mom mom look at this yeah, look what yeah, yeah. i can do it's and just, then be real proud of half of a macarena and a hip 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 thrust yeah
0: it's
1: like girl
0: girl uh, um So they uh, arrive to dinner. Everyone's. uh, Who else is there? Is like, oh, there's an extra chair, and they show up with Vicky, Gina in her confessional. Vicky makes it clear how she feels about Emily and I, and it's not great. Yeah. (laughs) Gina goes, I just don't need to bring it up. Let's just whoop it up, Vicky. Whoop it up, trace (laughs) up way Good shady comment. And then Emily in her confessional basically calls Vicky a super fan, which. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Vicky, they're starting and Vicky already on the side of the table is going, boring, boring on that side of the table. Whoop it up! Oh my God. <laughs> <Vicky>. <laughs> she does not have an off switch. Um, we find out what they had been doing during the day. Half of them went to like a spa to walk on like the hot rocks or whatever. And the other half went to a water park. Shannon tells Emily, you know, I feel or tells uh, Heather, Heather, your dress is really pretty and Emily whispers to I think Tamara, that's all right. I'm a Snuffelupagus or whatever. And we find out that while they were at the water park, Emily basically we flash back and Emily's like, yeah, I need time when we get back to f- deal with like this cuz her hair is all like sort of like fried and wet and like sort of like humidity, you know, Yeah, it's frizzy. Like- frizzy. Heather goes, "You look like Snuffelupagus in a good way." And everyone's like er- and Emily's like, pausing
1: so like i get why emily was upset but i also feel like heather clearly meant that talking about your when when you look when you
0: look up snuffleupagus like the the wet and like sort of like thin hair is what emily like right looks like. she's
1: not saying you look like an elephant she was literally talking about the fact that your hair is frizzy and like wet and fit, like it's yeah. that it's about what you were literally just referencing two seconds before she
0: said that right but I can understand like that that's what Heather like Heather would be upset by or, or that Emily would be upset by that. that's the one right. thing right in this run with Heather that like Heather did that was like, but even ridiculous. then like I also
1: like can understand why, yes, Heather is wrong, but that's still not what she intended. Right. And it it was a miscommunication.
0: And we're giving Heather the pass because you've been terrible well, at <laughs> her this season. Right. Um, they get to see a private showing of Cirque du Soleil's uh, Joya. Um, Did this feel... That feel like a sponsorship. <laughs> like
1: It did, but it also felt really awkward because they were all sitting right up next to the stage and the whole rest of the room is empty. And it's like, Y'all could have put them back where they had a better view or something cuz right next to the stage is real rough on the neck.
0: <laughs> the, the the one of the performers like getting on the table and Vicky like having to like move her drink out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> so good priority is the alcohol there we go um they decide to go to Tamara and shannon's room and they all get in their pajamas and stuff like that and then they start playing truth or dare they also uh they got them bathing suits with like like hairy bodies and like sort of like right. boobs and stuff like that on them because they're going to do water aerobics uh the next day um shannon dares taylor to lick both of emily's nipples <laughs> Jeez. I love Taylor and her confessional going, I'm not a whore. I'm just bisexual. And I'm like, that's (laughs) your tagline if you get an orange. Right. That's a great tagline. Um, Jen, uh, Jen, it's Jen's turn for it with Vicky and Vicky says truth. And Jen's like, you know, Vicky, Vicky, you might want to do that with someone else, you know, because I don't know, you know, we don't know each other that well. And then Vicky just leans over and goes. I think you and I had a situation where we love a man that may not be the right person for us. And Tamara is sitting in between them. And Tamara's face, there was almost a smile on Tamara's face. She was so happy that Vicky was doing this. I
1: I just, I, I cannot. The audacity.
0: Uh, and Vicky goes, and you know it in your gut, but you don't want to make a change. And I wish I knew then what I know now. And Gina goes, "You're saying." Gina goes, "You're saying this to Jen." And Vicky turns to her real quickly and goes, "That's my truth. That's my truth." <laughs> <Shut> up, Gina,
1: <laughs> it, it was very much that's my opinion.
0: <laughs> and then, but then it breaks down because Taylor asks Vicky, like, with Ryan, and Vicky goes, "Ryan, who? <laughs> like he? You don't even know his name, and you like." Like, oh, Tamara didn't brief you on his name. Great. Like, (laughs) she didn't give you all the details. Uh, Vicky goes, the truth. uh, This was like this, like Vicky, Vicky ease, like her, like sort of like, like therapy language. Uh But this made no sense. She goes, the truth always comes out. You see it now. You can see it now. You can see it in a year from now. You can see it in three years from now. You may never see it. But I thought you said it always comes out. What? Huh? (laughs) Jen goes Jen tries to like interpret for her And she goes you're saying trust your gut (laughs) And Vicky goes I didn't trust my gut Taylor goes you know I I don't know I feel like you know I hear you and Ryan Talking on the phone and you all sound And you sound really solid I don't even know when he would have the time to cheat frankly And I'm like I'm giving Jen and Ryan the benefit of the doubt Completely and I'm on their side But Taylor saying that I'm like Taylor you know better than that (laughs)
1: Yeah. Someone doesn't need
0: to have the time to cheat.
1: Yeah. We have
0: this thing called smartphones, and one of the accusations is he's sending dick pics. Right. So...
1: Also, everything that Vicky's saying sounds like it's a, a lead up to... And that's why I'm partnering with... <laughs> that's why I'm partnering with gut health.
0: Yeah. It's like, trust your gut... What? Uh, what are you talking about? But I... This is where I was like, ooh, Jen. Jen felt like she really fit now into housewives and was like it she didn't feel like a newbie anymore because she goes i've heard everything everybody else has heard i mean there's nothing new to me unless someone's sitting on something that they're not telling me and tamra just sips her cocktail and that was bold on jen because jen knows tamra is yeah he's like sitting on shit and she's like, but she's Standing not going to bring it out.
1: On a secret. Anyway.
0: Yeah. In her confessional, Jen goes, Vicky doesn't know me, and Vicky doesn't know Ryan. Vicky knows Tamara, and clearly Vicky is hearing things from Tamara. And they cut to Vicky's confessional. the producer asks, who did you hear this from? And Vicky goes, who do you think I heard it from? Tamara. Telephone, tell a Tamara. <laughs> Which, like, that's <laughs> what she always says. <laughs> um, they go back into their individual rooms, and Gina is like... Don't you guys think it's, like, weird that Jen has, like, no reaction when Ryan gets brought up like that? Jen should be concerned about it or be angry about it. I'm like, should she? Like, I think there's value in Jen just not caring.
1: Especially this many episodes in, and y'all have brought it up every episode.
0: Yeah, if you, like, flip, if she, like, flipped out at everything that Ryan, because there's all this talk later of, like, like you're too stoic when this gets brought up. You don't have emotions. She's tired. And I get, like, not, I understand not bottling emotions, but, like, if she would have just yelled at somebody about them bringing it up, you would say that she was being suspicious. And defensive. It's like, no, like, just leave her alone. And then before they go to bed, they almost start a fire in Tamron Shannon's room. Because there's like a napkin that's like gets lit on fire, and Taylor has to like put it in the ice. Uh, what is it with shit getting caught on fire on housewives lately?
1: Like the lady's hair a couple weeks ago on Rony, and then this. Dangerous
0: work environment. <laughs> Bethany, get on that. <laughs> what is Just happened saying? to
1: that union?
0: Nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. <laughs> And then, oh, my God. And then they're they're cleaning up from this, like, fire. And Taylor is, like, scraping wax off of the table with, like, this, like, card or something. But it looks like she's, like, setting up a line of cocaine. It literally looks just <laughs> like it. And we were like, whoa, whoa, whoa what now? And then it was like, oh, it's wax. Like, they're what? just
1: really mentioning it all these
0: days. I mean, that's why, that's why Vicky's on it. Like, shit. <laughs> We go to the next uh, – we wake up the next morning. They go to the beach club in their swimsuits with, like, the bods and all that. But then we find out that Shannon was really upset the night before about wearing a bathing suit. And we flash back and Shannon just being – it's another kind of Shannon fit of being. like, I'm not doing it. It almost was fourth yeah. wall breaky again. She's like, takes her mic off. It's like, I'm not doing it, blah, 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 blah. I'm not wearing this. And it, I did feel bad because Emily – well, Emily's like – I think it has a lot to do with John – you know and John's comments about her that she's Emily's claiming that he calls her fat and all that stuff and it's like yeah i think so and i you know people should be happy whatever weight i'm not saying this is like only skinny people right. like that fat people are like depressed or whatever but like i think when it comes to Shannon's weight and how it has fluctuated over the years last time i remember her having that really big issue with like her weight and her self-consciousness of her weight was like at the tail end of the David stuff yeah well and the
1: thing is is that she has – her mental health is tied to her weight a lot. Right. Um, and she starts feeling really bad about herself and her self-image when she is putting on more weight than she would like. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's – it's valid for her to feel that way. And I understand why, you know, she there's a lot of pressure as – Just as women, but also as a housewife, you know, like there's a lot of pressure on this, especially right now with everybody doing the and everybody dropping all this. It's like, it's got to be a lot. And like, I, I understand, but I also kind of wish that Emily had been the one to kind of be like, Hey girl. It's I'm, okay. I'm fat with you. It's cool. Yeah. Like, it's not that big of a deal. Like, I understand where you're coming from. That really could have been a
0: bonding moment. It
1: could have been. Like, Emily's been scrambling for that all season, and it really could have been the thing that that really bridged that gap. Yeah. And um, she really kind of missed out on that opportunity. Now, I don't know if she knew about that. The night before. Right. I don't know if she knew about it until the next day. So who knows if she really missed an actual opportunity. But It would have been nice to have. But it would have been nice
0: to have. Yeah, they're doing water aerobics uh, and they're like, he's this instructor is like working us like we're training for the Olympics. Um, I thought it was I I, there was something really interesting about seeing them doing water aerobics and how they've kind of like sort of like acknowledged like this is an older cast. Like because water aerobics has that sort of link, with like sort of like old people working out or whatever. Because it's easy on the joints. Right. Um, And I was like. I like that OC has their own lane in that regard because OC yeah. probably skews a little older, I would say, in demographically, and like it's not everyone has to be like the new Rony. right? Not everyone has to be in their like mid thirties, right? Like it's it's you know there's a should be a variety, I think. Um, Taylor says <laughs> Emily has her uh, um, towel and like a head wrap, and Taylor says that Emily looks like Mrs. Doubtfire. Tamara goes, she was called Mrs. Doubtfire and a snuffleupagus this weekend. Heather goes, Snuffleupagus is a compliment. I don't know about that. Because uh, you weren't saying it as a compliment even in terms of like the best context. Right. And and Emily goes, he's an elephant. And then, and then Heather goes, he's not an elephant. He's a made-up character. He's my favorite character. <laughs> he was like my best friend growing up, just so you know. Gina in her confessional going, you know what? It's on brand for Heather to have an imaginary friend that that cannot talk back. I'm like, this seems again real... Mean. I don't know. I don't
1: yeah. I don't I'm just like that. I'm tired. This, but I mean, at least this one I can understand, but it's this one after all the other bullshit. Yeah. It's like,
0: come on. Heather goes, it's like a it's like how dolphin trainer was cute. And Emily's like, Yeah, but you didn't think Dolphin Trainer was cute. And Heather goes, I think I thought it was cute at first. Emily goes, No, but here's my point. Let me make a point. And Heather goes, Okay, make a point. Heather's tone is very s- snooty. In this moment. I
1: think she's earned
0: it. She's earned it completely. She's very much just like, yes, Emily, make your point and I'm wrong. And I'm just going to take that. I'm wrong. And blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, it's fine. Um, and Emily's like, you know, she doesn't want to have a conversation. No, she, you're right. She doesn't like, They all sit down to have breakfast. Um, They're passing around like the sausage links that are in the thing. And Taylor going, it's a tiny wee-wee like Steve's. Uh, Wow. uh, Vicky's ex because she mentioned that on um, Ultimate Girls Trip. Tamara takes a picture of the sausages and goes like, look, look, ladies, it's a dick pic. I'm like, she's (laughs) starting. She is really starting. Gina goes, whispers to Jen and goes, doesn't it bother you that people still talk about Ryan? And Jen's like, I don't understand it. Like, where is it coming from? And, you know, Gina's like, they just keep fucking talking about him. And, and Tamara goes, I heard an F-bomb. What's that? I heard an F-bomb. <laughs> heard an F-bomb. Gina's like, I asked her. <laughs> this is so good. Gina goes, I asked her last night with the comment that you made, Vicky. And Vicky goes, oh, you brought it up again. <laughs> Shouldn't <have> that." Done. <laughs> Jen goes, I'm brand – look, uh, the way I saw it was like I'm brand new to these girls and, you know, you haven't been – I know you haven't been with us the whole time. And Vicky goes, I know. I got fired. I know. (laughs) Jen's like, no, that's not what I meant. You sound like a parrot. (laughs) I love her like where she like turns her head to the side and like does (laughs) – uh Jen's like you. Know, I first thought like last night, like that you were talking about your past relationship, and then you said like you know we operate in the same friend group, and Vicky and I have never met till you know you came to my house, and then Tamara goes, well, I think you know who the mutual friend is, and Jen goes, who? And Tamara goes, me. Jen is then done, and Jen will remain done with Tamara. Jen goes. Why do you do that? Tamara's like, you know, Vicky asked me what was going on, and Tamara and Jen goes, "I don't get you. You're always calling me out. You're malicious about it, and you're mean about it." And Tamara goes, "I'm not malicious about it. I'm not mean about it. Bullshit. It's very mean. Like it's, like you're. It's it's nasty." Jen brings up then that she look. I was at dinner with a friend, and this girl's name got brought up, and Tamara goes, "Alex," meaning the girl that Ryan had slept with. Vicky then asks about her, and then Jen tells Vicky like, you know, I don't really know her. You know, I I don't, I don't know this girl. And then Tamara goes, "You never talk to her." Very pointedly to try to like catch her in a lie or something. And Jen goes, "So that's a fucking baited question, and you know it. That's why I don't I don't know why you just don't say what you want to fucking say." Right. Like I love that Jen. Like Jen had the right game plan which is that don't engage with when tam like don't try to like debate call tamra's tactics out which i don't think anyone's done this season not even heather honestly they don't
1: typically do it at all yeah like when has tamra really gotten
0: called out on her bullshit and it's stuck right but for jen to be so new and to figure out tamra's tactics i think is impressive Uh, Jen goes, she said, you reached out and said, send me everything. And Tamara goes, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. Jen goes, so if you need my shit to air to make you more fucking relevant, good for fucking you. And we were like, yes, Jen, get her. Get it, it right now. It,
1: it went to commercial after that, and I was so glad because I was so activated. <laughs> you needed to I, walk. I literally had to get up and walk around the apartment because I could not sit still after that.
0: Yeah. And she actually leaves Tamara stuttering a little bit. Tamra goes, no, actually, you're irrelevant because you don't fucking talk. So, you know, she does now, though. <laughs> I was like, okay. Tamara, Tamara did, got hit, and she felt it. Like, that's impressive well
1: right because she doesn't know what to do when people actually call her out yeah she usually gets up and runs away literally physically runs out of the
0: situation if someone calls her on her shit she couldn't do that here right jen says that they slept together and it was like a knife in her heart and Tamara goes for a year and jen goes one time and we were not together and Tamara says, you know, said that he was sleeping with her when her and Jen were dating. And then it says that she, he sent her a text message when they were at a concert in San Diego. And I don't know the full text message, but Jen and Tamara both say, they go, and I know about that. So, and it was something about like naked in my bed, whatever. And then Gina then goes, but why are you with this person though? If they're texting that Jen interconfessional is like. I knew about this text message, and I forgave Ryan because I loved him. It's not for me to answer; it's for Ryan to answer. Like I'm, it's like, yeah, yeah. It's it's so easy.
1: Like this is something we dealt with. It happened before we were on the show. Yeah, it's done. It's over with.
0: Period. Move on. Yeah. Tamara's like, I don't want to see you get hurt. And Jen goes, so it's your job to busy yourself in my fucking pain. And then Tamara just goes, you don't show any emotion ever. You sit like this, like you had a lobotomy. And then Jen goes, because it's easier, because it's fucking easier. And it's like, cause I love the, like, and I think this is truly how Jen feels, but I love that she threw it back on Tamara. It's like, and you're yelling at me as if i'm like this terrible fucking person because i need to bottle my emotions that's what the ro- that's the role you're going to play in our friendship right now right you don't want to see me hurt so you twist the knife yeah and then t- oh, well twist the knife she straight up stabs jen with the knife in this she goes well she stabs the knife
1: twists it pulls it out sticks it in another place twists it again yeah. flashes
0: and it's a dirty knife. She goes, you ruined your whole family to go with this guy. And everyone's like, oh my God, don't say that. And Jen's like, I didn't ruin my whole family. How fucking dare you? Yeah, that was... It's nasty. It's, it's... already been below the belt. That was not... I don't know how Tamara can act as though she's a f- like doing this out of a friendly place. She goes, you left for a player. You're not the only person. He fucked up my gym. And Jen goes, state your facts. What do you know? And Tamara goes, no, I'm not going to say anything because I'm a liar. And Jen goes, oh, you're not going to say. So fucking typical of you. So, like, so good. Tamara says, like, even Emily's mother-in-law knows he's a player. And then apparently Emily's mother-in-law goes to the same gym as him. And, like, Uh, okay. Yeah. And and it hurts stuff. Heather's like, look, she's relitigating this for, like, the 14th fucking time. Can we, like, not, like... You know, trying to reason with them. And Heather's trying to explain to Tamara, like I actually don't think Jen's even upset about the relationship. She's upset about your friendship with her. It's that's not why she like like it's not about Ryan at this point, even. Right. Heather and her commercial goes, We get it. He's a slut, he's a hoe, he's a gigolo. I don't understand what the end game is here, but it doesn't feel like friendship to me.
1: Exactly.
0: I want Heather and Jen to team up next season. Yes. Like I think they would be a great duo. Tamara goes, I don't like you with him. I'm sorry. And it's hard for me to hold back. I did the same thing with Vicky. And we see the whole flashback of the stuff with Brooks. Tamara goes, at the end of the day, I was fucking right. And and uh, Vicky goes, but we got to find out for ourselves though. Like it's, you know, it's not on you to like, you know. And Vicky said that. On for watch, Vicky. Vicky said that on Watch What Happens Live too. It's like, you may have. Been, look, yes, Tamara, you were right about Brooks. But I needed to discover this on my own. Right. At the end of the day. Tara goes, but don't lie to our face. It's like you're Fucci and fake Fendi. You have to be honest. Like morphing the fake Fendi into this conversation. Is really fucked up. And I think it's, it just shows it's not about like fix, like having her be in a healthy relationship and be happy. Right. It's about dragging her. Mm-hmm. Jen goes interconversial. I can hear and take a hard conversation, but not the way you've done it. That is not the way a friend talks or acts. And then Jen gets up on the table table with Taylor to take a walk and stuff like that. Um, and that's how we end the episode, which, yeah, intense as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really good stuff from OC right now. Um, yeah, so excited! They filmed the reunion already. Um, It's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a top notch season, I think overall. So really excited for it.
1: All right, let's get into these tops and bottoms. We've got Atlanta, we've got Roni, we've got uh, Salt Lake, we've got
0: uh, Orange County. Uh, we got lots of options. What you think? A great plethora. Um, uh, My, I'm gonna start with my bottom ralph duh. ralph I mean, is the worst ralph continues to be the worst i think there's a strong competition for like Worst house husband i think he's in strong contention um i it, it, it was satisfying to get his for him to get his comeuppance at the end of the day yeah but it's like to, to if you're gonna try to play victim like do a better job at it at the end of the day like you're not like you're not this master manipulator i think he believes he's a bigger master manipulator than he actually is yeah he's no not one's good at it no one's buying it um yeah credit to drew for you know being as strong as she was um my top for this week though i'm gonna give it to jen over on oc Ooh yeah like I, there was just something like she like it was it finally felt like she was just like Natural in the housewife's realm, and it was like she knew exactly what the fuck she was doing and what she had to do in in the moment and did it like balanced it enough where she actually showed her true emotion and kept it like in a place where it was like still cutting and still exposed Tamara for being this like really nefarious person in this situation um i th- I think she's really coming to her own I think she's had i think she might have the best rookie season right now of anyone on housewives, so Credit to her.
1: Yeah, very much so. Um, what do you think, babe? Tops and bottoms. I'm going to start with my bottom. Um, and that's going to be Erin on Roni. I just really... it. She just really irked me in the way that she was acting this episode. Like, some of the stuff that she was doing, like, I, I understood where she was coming from, at least. Like, with the the argument with Brynn. Mm-hmm. But, like, she was taking it too far. And she was, like do i felt like she was upset from a malicious place right. and not upset from a genuine i'm upset place yeah um it was upset for the sake of drama as opposed to drama being a byproduct of being upset um and it felt like this like as a continuation with the bone carrying about jenna last episode um and then coming in this week and continuing to like have like a pointed attack on jenna Mm -hmm. it's like just i can't like lay off leave this woman alone like she just like there's a reason she doesn't trust you and that's because you've betrayed her already like this has already been like this is a very short amount of time into the season i feel like it's about halfway probably probably, Yeah, yeah yeah i mean they they filmed the reunion today so like it's not that I guess two thirds of the way through the season, but still, it feels like. Why are we doing this? Like, there it doesn't. It feels like you're trying to create drama where there is none,
0: right? And just be just don't be natural, and just yeah. like you know, let your personalities do what it. Do what it will. And maybe that is her
1: personality. If so, then maybe I don't. Uh, but like. I, I don't know. It just it rubbed me the wrong way.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: My top is going to go to Monica in the mm. in very much in the same way or the same uh, vein as Jen. She's just being open and honest about her shit, and she's owning it before somebody else can weaponize it. And I just really um I really admire that, and really um like the last two episodes, she has been the bright and shining star. So like, I'm really excited to see what else she brings in the coming weeks. It's like she's gonna have to keep it up in order to <laughs> like we're we're used to like bombshells dropping every week from her. So like she's gonna have to keep it up in order to 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 keep us interested. Um, but I think these first two episodes have just been stellar from her, and very much like you just said about Jen, I think very much that. Um, She is having one of the best, you know, rookie seasons of, you know, Housewives history, honestly. Yeah. And it's just been two episodes. So, like, if she can keep up this momentum, wow. I mean, her and Jen could go down in Housewives history as best rookie season. Um, But, yeah, I'm really impressed with what she's doing so far. Um, And really, really excited to see more from her. Um, Before we end the episode, I just wanted to remind everyone to go and check out our special guest, uh, Emily Hanks. Thank you so much for joining us. Her podcast, She Speaks Bravo, and she speaks it all. She's amazing. She's someone that we really look up to. Um, uh, Again, thank you for being on, and we will talk to you all next week. Hey, thanks for tuning in to this episode of A Gay and His Envy. Join us next
0: time for more of our recaps and hot takes. And be sure to subscribe and leave a review wherever you are listening. And check us out on our social media at A Gay and His Envy on all the platforms. A special shout
1: out to Shane Ivers who wrote Pulsar, the song we use for our theme. I'm Eamon. I'm Merlin. And, and we're, we're out.
0: out. This show is a member of the Sorgatron Media Podcast Network. Find out more at SorgatronMedia.com.